and we are live. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We are back. It is first part of our finale of the end of this campaign, Maze of Shadows, part one. And there's going to be a lot of intrigue and despair, and we will get into some of that today before everything hits the fan next week. So, last week in our in-person session, you arrived in the lost city of Moratal, entered the pyramids that served as the tomb of the first emperor, Quomek, the one who originally tapped into the Shade Walk and whose terrifying magic corrupted a piece of Uptow, creating Shavalak, the architect of Cholt's corruption. Although Quomek was eventually redeemed, sealing himself in his tomb so that his dark powers could never again threaten Cholt, the darkness infected his son, the prince, who became a death knight, eternally guarding his father's tomb. And when you encountered Prince Ahutan, the death knight, at first he tried to trick you into breaking the seal that held him in place so that he could escape the tomb and the pyramid. But Bulb saw through this and instantly blurted out that Prince mm. Ahutan was a death knight and so combat was joined. And after a terrifying couple of seconds, that death knight really did not have the bite I thought he would. You defeated... <laughs> you defeated Prince Ahutan and were visited by the spirit of the Emperor Quomek. He informed you how to open the portal into the Shadowfell, giving you a shard of Shavalak himself that you must take out into the courtyard and place in the centre of the engraving of a maze. Before he faded away, he impressed upon you that you must stop Shavalak once and for all, so that his influence throughout Cholt comes to an end and balance is once again restored to the continent. And so, with the shard of solidified darkness in your hands, you have returned to the courtyard in the shadows of Emperor Quomek's Pyramid. And here, as the sky above turns dark grey as the sun begins to go down, you decide to set up camp for the night, your final night here on the material plane, before you meet your destiny elsewhere. And before opening the portal, you may have a long rest. Yeah. That's a really nice room to give us gifts before we go off to clean up his mess. <laughs> well, he gave you the key that you'll need, so... 
That and the, those lovely little gifts he bestowed upon us. Ah, yes, yes, those boons, yes. And they will prove to be invaluable. That's good. So Lucian, enjoying his boost to constitution, his grey stony skin looking a little bit more colourful, almost as if somehow there is more blood flowing freely through his earthy veins tonight. And as you settle down and make a meagre meal, as you eat the magically conjured food, it is as if it has no taste tonight. As you are too preoccupied on what is to come to derive any enjoyment from the meal, as a sense of foreboding hangs over everyone's shoulders, you do not spark up conversation. You just sit in silence, eating your meal, and then once you are done, retire to your tents to sleep or to contemplate what is to come. Those of you who sleep, entering a dreamless sleep, tossing and turning throughout the night as you awaken constantly at various points, a sense of dread bearing down upon you. As you, as you deep down dread what is to come and every time you awaken, hope that it is not yet time to get up and open the portal. Is there anything anyone would like to do during the long rest? This will probably be your last opportunity to get things done. Not really? Yep, Zinhorn, you're content to just sit there meditating, trying your best to prepare yourself for what is to come, for... Once you step through the portal, there'll be no turning back. It's very likely that one or more of you may not make it through this alive. Bobbit? Uh, trying to think of something to do. At the moment, I think Bobbit's just... Well, both Bobbit and Alessandra are sitting there looking over what they've done so far, because... We've had a massive boost of wisdom lately, so that's allowed us some time to think back on what we've done and gone, huh, oops, yeah. reflection is not a fun time. Perhaps, but, yeah. perhaps with your newfound wisdom, Bobbit and Alessander realise that while they are now on the cusp of restoring balance to Cholt, a hero of Cholt, as it were, perhaps some of the things they've done have brought untold harm to Cholf in some ways. Harm that will perhaps come to bring much more misery to the people of Cholf in time. But for now... I burnt down like one building. Come on. (laughs) Come on. I'm sure there are some other things that lurk the depths of your conscience. I'll probably, but we'll cross that bridge when you remind me that I fucked up. What is important right now 
is destroying Shevelak and bringing Ubtal back to Chult so that it may begin to rebuild so that civilization may once again spread throughout the jungles and thrive. And so, the eight hours pass, you all emerge from your tents, look at each other and see gaunt, haunted looks on each other's faces. You waste no time packing up your camping equipment, as you'll probably need it in the Shadow Fell. Make a meagre breakfast from the leftovers of last night's meal. And then you step onto the engraving of a maze. Black paint still, still brightly visible in the weed-choked, crumbled cobblestone as if it were only painted days ago. Make your way into the very centre where an image of a black dragon is emblazoned, is emblazoned on the floor. And then, who would like to take the Shard of Shavalak and touch it to the image of the Black Dragon? I mean, Bullard's had it this entire time, so... <laughs> uh, I suppose there's anything else we need to do before we go? No? Anyone? Beside you, Sir Yep, Zinhorn. Hmm? Everyone got their affairs in order? <laughs> so Lucian just looks stony-faced and he looks at you and he says, I swear, if I never get to make good on that new private platform they're building me above the dinosaur race track, I will haunt each and every one of you. Hmm. I wonder how Sir Hobby's going with my store. Probably should have left him a note. <laughs> He's probably fine. As the second thoughts flood through your mind, Bobbit steps forwards, holds out the shard of blackness, and touches it to the dragon in the very centre of the maze. Whoosh! An invisible wave of magical energy spills forth from the centre of the maze, and then suddenly there is a swirling dark mass in the centre of the maze where the image of the dragon used to be. Each take a step back as the mass grows, spilling out to encompass the rest of the mural. And suddenly, where the mural of the maze once was, there is now nothing but a swirling portal of dark shadows beckoning to you to step into it. Well, that doesn't seem completely ugly ominous at all, does it? <laughs> Messica nods resolve written on her face. And she is the first to step forwards as she 
as her footsteps over the threshold of the portal, dark tendrils of energy lash forth from the very centre of it, wrap around her and wrench her down into the swirling mass. Within a second, she is gone. At least I can't get blamed for this one. And Bubba just goes in after her. Of course you can get blamed for this one. <laughs> yeah. Believe in yourself, young Bubba. Yeah, you just see Bubba as she just gets grabbed. It's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, as you each pass through the threshold, you're surrounded by a swirling, writhing mass of dark energy, rippling with a crackle of red lightning that rips through you. You see no sign of your companions as you're hurtled through the spinning vortex. I'd like everyone to make a constitution save, please. And mm. Remy, we've had a long mm. rest. Awesome. Okay. Uh, someone give me a number between 1 and 15. Um, seven. Two, four, six, seven. Thank you. Why? Constitution saving throw, you said, yep. Yep. Um, hey, Matt 20! Unnatural 20. Um, what would a 15 get me? Failure. Uh, oh, yeah. a, the Matt 20 on my constitution is... Of course 20. it bloody is. Mm-hmm. I got a 28. Uh, also, thank you for saying 7, because the first dice that I rolled gave me a net 20. So, <laughs> oh, well, you get at least uh, 16? Unnatural 20. A natural 20. Cool. Very well, very well. So, Zinhorn and Bowl, perhaps prepared for this, having spent the night preparing for what lies ahead, find themselves accepting what is to come. Both of you close your eyes to block out the roiling, sinister tendrils of darkness around you trying to remain calm, breathing deeply as you're hurtled through the portal, but the rest of you, as you're violently tossed and churned through the vortex, you take 26 points of psychic damage. Hooray, my favourite type of damage. So Lucian down to 186. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just... Wow. Oh, ow. Oof. Constitution boost, man. But did we... Uh, if we passed, did we take damage? Sorry. Um... Nothing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Fine. You hurtle through this negative energy vortex for only a minute before suddenly you are tossed out of the mouth at the other end emerging upon a dark, twisted landscape, the portal still open behind you. Everyone is present. Messica stands ahead of you, and next to her, his greatsword raised in front of him. Dragon baits the sorial, looks over <laughs> his shoulder, seeing you standing there and nods in greeting. One of you uh. is missing. Artis. Uh. Oh. 
You look around, trying to see where he is, to see if he is yet to emerge from the portal. And then you see him. Artis is still within the vortex, a mass of shadowy tendrils wrapped around him, attempting to pull him away as he struggles, trying to pull himself through the mouth to join the rest of you. The ring of winter on his finger shines brightly with a chilling blue aura as Arta struggles to break free. Mm. What do you do? Look at Bob and go, do we? <laughs> Man, just have Alessandra just deadpan looks back and goes, we need him. Can I technically cast Earthbind? You can. Seeing as he's not technically touching the ground. You can, you can. He is still hoisted above the ground in the vortex, so would you like to cast Earthbind? E- yeah, may as well. So Bulb immediately steps forwards, raises his staff, and the grey earth outside the mouth of the portal begins to roil and compress together. Artis sees this, his eyes raised, and his mouth twists in determination. You hear him let out a groan of exertion, and then with a sickening crash... One of the tendrils of darkness snaps, and Artis flies forward, pulled through the portal by Bulb's spell. He hurtles through the air, lands on the ground, and then the earth condenses around him, trapping him. With a roar of terrible, with a roar of terrifying crashing energy the vortex tears itself in two behind him and disappears sealed shut uh, I mean not surprised but still uh, I guess we're stuck here now until this is done as the vortex as the vortex torn in two begins to shrink, sealing the tendrils of darkness reach out of the vortex in pursuit of Artus, reaching towards him as he's bound within the earth. Suddenly, Messica's body convulses backwards and a brilliant globe of light bursts from her. A monstrous <laughs> roar hisses from the waning portal as the light from Messica's body expands, pushing the shadowy tendrils away from Artis before enveloping them completely as the the radiance burns away the vortex and the darkness inside it. Messica's eyes shine brightly, changing colour into a distinctively brilliant sea green. Artis... Nature is happening here. <laughs> um, Artis pulling. Yep, yep. You will have a uh, chance to react. Arcana check. Can, Go can ahead, I? make one. Can I do a na- nature check? You can make a nature check. Both Like what the? Okay. Twenty-two. And I got twelve. Twelve. So. As Artis struggles and eventually pulls himself free of the roiling grey earth, 
He sucks in a deep breath in astonishment before he breathes out a single word, staring at Messica. Rayburton. So, Bobbit, with your arcana check, you don't fully understand what is happening here, but you recognise the colour that Messica's eyes have turned to. They are instantly familiar to you, and as you stare at them, a flood of memories rushes through your mind. The face of your father, Dalmas Rayburton, sits there in your mind's eye, staring at you, smiling before turning away with those same brilliant sea green eyes. Dad? And then you Father? recognize I'm, I'm... You, rec- you recognize the flood of radiant light that even now still bursts from Messica's body, beginning to soft beginning to soften, beginning to fade away. And you recognize it as an extremely high-level clerical spell. Something that Messica does not have the capacity to utilise, at least on her own. Um, not to sound intrusive, but how is it that you know of my father's magic? As the last of the radiant light fades away, and Bulb, with your nature check, all you were able to determine is that this is a flood of life energy. The very same energy that you felt emanating from the Daijobi Senga. This is Ubtow's power. Messica looks briefly at Bobbit, and then her eyes roll into the back of her eye sockets, and she collapses to the floor, unconscious. Uh, oh, good. Okay, no answers then. Fun. Um. Well, she's out, and I have so many questions. Does now anyone what? do anything? Uh. As much as answers to this would be appreciated, time is of the essence now if we want to sync up with the druids. So what do we want, what do we do with with Mexico? We can't just leave her here unconscious. Uh, would, can I do a medicine check to try and bring her back to consciousness? Okay, the black dice fucked me, the blue dice gave me nat 20, let's go the pink dice. 17 plus 11, 28. 17. So Bulb... 28. Bulb, Dragon Bait, and Artis immediately rush forwards, hovering over Messica's unconscious form. And Bulb, you lean over her, place your hand on her forehead, feeling her temperature, and you determine it seems as if she was taken by a sudden exhaustion she appears to be okay and so you reach into your belt pull out your water bottle pour some into her lips and start 
fanning her and after a few moments she groans and stirs and her eyelids shoot open she pulls herself up into a sitting position looks around at each of you look of confusion on her face Um, hi welcome back what just happened? She stares at you, Alessander, and then she opens her mouth and says in a monotone voice, It all came back. Um. Elaborate and explain, please. My memories, she says. They've all returned to me. Uh, that doesn't really explain the exceedingly high-powered clerical magic you just used now. I concur, because- says Artis. That was one of Lord Dalmas's spells. Beside her, Dragonbait nods and he says, Indeed, that is something only an accomplished cleric could make use of. None of us here have the capability. Messica shakes her head. She sighs as she climbs to her feet. She looks around, taking in the twisted, dark landscape around you, and then she begins to tell her story. I am a warrior of Mesro. This much you know. To make a long story short, I trained under the direct tutelage of Dalmas Rayburton, Alessander's father, and the highest of the twelve barre of Mesro. He was training me to be his replacement should he fall in battle and Alessandra be too young to ascend to her place among the council. Lord Dalmas's special power as a barre was to transfer his consciousness into any warm-blooded animal and take control of them. Mesro's barret were forced to seal the city during Rasnasi's conquest, during the Spell Plague, never to return until Cholt could be cleansed of the corruption left behind by the magical cataclysm. Unable to leave the city, Dalmas had no way of contacting Artus or anyone else outside of Mesro, and so, for the first time, he tried to instill his consciousness into a human. His protege, Messica says, bowing her head. The stress of using his powers in such a way, coupled with the backlash of the spell plague, and, at the time, Alessander activating the leftover artifacts of Rasnasi caused both Lord Dullmasters and my minds to fracture. And so I awoke on the outskirts of Mesro with no memories other than small bits of my identity. 
though I've been recovering over time. I still can't separate my own memories from that of Dullmasters, but I believe our minds are still linked. And just then, when Artus was in danger, Lord Dullmas worked his magic through me to free Artus and ensure he can accomplish his duty. Wait, so your mind and my father's mind were linked somewhat similar to mine and Bobbitt's, I suppose? She nods and she says, I'm almost certain of it after witnessing that display of power, feeling, feeling something far greater than me coursing through my body. I'm certain that Lord Dalmas is there and experiencing everything that I experience through my eyes. He is seeing everything that we have done so far and everything that lies ahead. Hmm. She bows her head. And she says, and so I'm certain that all of my visions, the defeat of Ras Nassir and Asarak, the cleansing of the Daijobi Senga, the destruction of Ifala Kunthro, the restoration of Bakumora, and the imminent fall of Shavalak, foreshadowing the restoration of balance to Cholt. Restoring Cholt will do the same for Mesro. Lord Dalmas will be able to reverse the magic he cast upon the city return it to the material plane. She frowns, and then she says, Though Shavalak is far too powerful for us to face directly with Lord Dalmas's wisdom, now, in my mind, I know a way to defeat him. And so I ask for your help in accomplishing this. When we finally get to the Shade Walk, I will tell you all what must be done, but I feel this in conjunction with Bulb's druids purifying the ruins of Mesro. We will be able to weaken Shavalak enough that perhaps we may prevail against him. He says, and so I ask, and Lord Dalmar speaking through me, asking the same. When we get to the Shade Walk, you must pledge to do whatever I say, regardless of what it is. For only with Lord Dalmar's intervention and the intervention of the Druids of the Emerald Enclave will we be able to triumph. Do I have your word that you will do this? She says, looking at each of you in turn. Zinhong just looks at Alessandra. Yeah, Alessandra's just looking very confused and concerned of this whole situation, especially now that she managed to get all her memories back. But If it is as my father wills it, I will do my best to follow your instructions. 
Sir Lucian nods and says, Better you than the devil we know, gesturing towards Bobbit. Oh, well, that's just... No, look, I... Look, what do you want from me in all this? Do you want an apology? He says, I want to get this over and done with, and then I want you to make sure your face is never shown in Port Neansru ever again. Well, something tells me you won't have to worry about that either way, no matter how this turns out. Bold? I'll do my best to follow the instructions. Dragon bait touches his forehead to the hilt of his sword and says, By the goddess of justice, I will do my best to assist you. And beside him, Artis just shrugs and says, If Lord Dalmas wills it, I shall follow. Messica nods, and then she turns around, her green cloak whipping whipping around her as a sudden wind buffets you all. She looks at the dark, twisted landscape that spreads towards the horizon, and she says, And now, our journey to the Shade Walk begins. So here you are, in the plain of shadows, the shadow fell. In the dark, twisted mirror that is cholt in the Shadowfell. The land itself here is made up of twisted, rotting forests surrounding pockets of desolate ashen wastes and scorched, rocky crags. From the large outcropping upon which you stand, you can see the dark pit that is the mirror of the Aldani Basin ahead of you, at the very edge of it, the spot where Mesro rests. To the southeast, a billowing cloud of shifting smoke in the shape of a bestial skull floats above where the peaks of flame should be before the land tapers off into a vast grey sea. If the place where you stand is equivalent to Cholt on the material plane, then you determine you are about ten days to the south of Mesro, and thus about ten days to the south of the Shade Walk. And so you must journey through the Shadowfell and whatever awaits in this twisting mass of rotting plant life, ashen, lifeless wastes. Is there anything you would like to do before you begin the long, arduous journey? Do the trees here look the same? Like As in to, the material plan? I'd like you to make a nature check, please. Oh, God damn it. Uh, nature, that is a... Uh, 12. 
That's enough. So, Bulb, you look around, and rather than the tropical succulence of Chult's jungles here, the landscape is dotted with trees you would find in a more temperate climate. Thick, tall oak trees and pine trees, gnarled and twisted roots spreading across the earth, casting sinister shadows. It's more like a temperate forest than a jungle. Completely different climate. Despite this, these trees, which would usually be vibrant evergreens, are almost pale. Their leaves sickly, devoid of colour. In fact, everything here seems devoid of colour. Everything painted so this, shades of grey. So this is the Shadowfell. Is this, um... This, do I know if this is the same kind of dimension that Bakamura got sucked you into? You can determine that no, this is the Shadowfell proper, not a Domain of Dread. Mm. Okay. So that one was sort of like, uh, like preschool. This is like university. It's... Just fair, fair. Similar, but a very different level altogether. As such, given that the sentient mists do not appear to be present here, you determine that perhaps magic might work more how you expect it to in the material plane. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was just about to say, could I study the area around just to see if my Earthbind did anything Yes, Uh, please make uh, a perception check. Okay, perception. Uh, hey, nat 20, which makes it a 26. Jeez. These dice are good. Thank you, M2. Yeah, so, yeah right now. Right now, they're good. You look around, <laughs> Bulb, examining the patch of earth that Artis was pulled into and the surrounds, and what plant life you could see here already looks gnarled, twisted, sickly, but... Aside from that, it appears that your magic had no effect on the landscape itself. Okay, I'm going to attempt something, mm-hmm. and I'm fairly certain it's going to fail, but hey, you never know. Can I focus on a tree in Mesro? Actually, can I study a tree and see if its natural essence is changed much from what a natural tree on the material plane would be like. Please make a nature check. Uh, That is 13 plus 7. So that's a soft 20. So you walk up to a nearby oak tree, spend a few minutes studying it and eventually determine that for all intents and purposes it is an ordinary tree, perhaps a little downtrodden due to lack of sunlight. And as you look up and see the sky all around you, stretching out in every direction, seems to be nothing but a sea of dark grey clouds. This makes sense to you. 
Okay, so this tree is its own individual tree. It's not it a different version of no, the tree on the material plane. It is its I'm... own. It appears to be, yes, it is not a mirror of an individual tree on the material plane, but rather a tree native to the Shadowfell. Damn. Yeah, I know okay, you're going that's, for that's, 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 that's no I'm going to be able to. <laughs> yeah, I figured that's what you were going for. It's like, no, I want to see if there's anything we can get out of this. But no, that's. Uh, I, guess. I mean, you could still try it and see what happens. No, I mean it's only. You do have to. Yeah, the problem is though, I don't want to get. I don't want to get transported back to the material fucking plane. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, there's also the fact that if we're going to be traveling, we're not going to have time to rest to get back spell slots. So yes, at least until you get to Shade Wall. This is an overland segment. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not the best idea. Um. So yeah, Paul, okay, I won't. You won't try it. I won't. Yeah, no, I'm not going to try it, because when we have... Uh, wait, am I going to be able to change spells, though, overnight? Yes, yes, you can still do that. You just okay. It'll be a short rest okay. instead of a long rest. Yeah, okay. Well, then, yeah, I won't do it, and I'll just have a look to see if I have any other spells that will be more useful. Very well. And so, stealing yourselves, you begin to trudge ahead through this land of despair and darkness. I would like somebody to please roll a d20 for me as you... Well, back to this. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. As you wow. Roll a nat one. Nat one. <laughs> well, that is not a combat encounter. <laughs> uh, but oh, I, that, still, I don't like how you said that, though. <laughs> I would still like you to please roll a d20 for me. Another one? Yes, please. That's a, that's a nat two. <laughs> oh, dear God. Get him out the way, get him out the way now. Get him out the way now. <laughs> yeah. At least they're happening now instead of... um. Instead of... Uh, In combat or combat, anywhere else yeah. where we may horribly die. So, <laughs> you walk onwards for hours through patches of rotting forest and lifeless wastes, and it seems as if this land is locked in permanent dusk. It doesn't seem to get darker as the day draws onwards, but you suspect it will not grow lighter either. There is no such thing as day or night, and the only reckoning you have of what time of day it is, is your own timekeeping. And so, in the early evening, around 6pm, as you make your way across the landscape, I would like each of you to please make a perception check. Perception, okay. Oh, hey, fucking... Um, I think these dice may not be weighted properly, but that was another nat 20. Okay, that's getting scary, man. Nat 20, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a couple more rolls, and if I get another nat 20, I think I might change. I'll see. Because <laughs> I don't sure. want to do this. Um, what is this perception based on? Is it sight? Sight, or? yes. Ah, so that is right. a pass for Sir Lucian. Uh, I got a 16, because I have plus 3 to perception now. Look at me, look how far we've come. Woo! And Zinhorn. 
No. Well, it's a group pass anyway, because three of you passed. You mm. notice hovering above a patch of life, hovering above a patch of lifeless swamp, sandbars. Ah, oh, he just had a computer meltdown. Uh, ah, just respond to that. Uh, that's okay. He'll be back. So, the patch of land in front of you appears to be a lifeless swamp. Thin sandbars snaking their way across a patch of purple, poisonous-looking water that extends for hundreds of feet around you in either direction. And directly ahead of you, about 30 feet away, you see an ominous patch of silver fog directly barring your path. What would you like to do? You could pass through this fog, or perhaps you'd like to find an alternate way around, meaning you'll have to cross through this poisonous swamp, which could potentially be dangerous. Being effectively poisonous looking swamp or severely unknown silver fog. That's all right for you, Mrs. Poison Immune. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. I'm, I wasn't gonna say anything, but if, if <laughs> I mean, either way, it's dangerous. This whole place is dangerous. There's nothing about this. Um, not dangerous. I would like to use my daily detect magic. Instantly, the landscape around you lights up in various colours, but the brightest appears to come from the patch of fog in front of you, glowing bright purple, yeah. indicating illusion magic. Yeah, see? Illusion. Oh, uh... Would I be able to make, uh, I'm guessing, an arcana check to see if this is similar to the Mirage Arcane spell? You can make an arcana check. Um, that is 13 plus 7, uh, soft 20. So, as you examine the glowing purple fog, you think you catch sight of something moving within it. In fact, you think you catch sight of multiple things moving within it. And you determine that perhaps this fog is similar to the weird spell. The weird spell? Indeed. Weird? Yes. Uh, yeah, look up what that you does. You can look up what weird does. Okay, okay awesome, thank you. Because, yeah, that's... Hmm. Uh, I don't, no, I don't want to spell weird, you stupid... <laughs> Alright, let's, let's have a looky-loo at what weird does. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's something. oh! I don't like. Oh God, that's a ninth level spell. Yes, that's oh, that's all kinds of bad. 
I might as well read it out now that I'm freaking out over it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, drawing on the deepest fears of a group of creatures, you create illusionary creatures in their minds visible only to them. Each creature in a 30-foot radius sphere centered on a point of your choice must make a wisdom saving throw and a failed save. Creature becomes frightened for the duration. The illusion calls on the creature's deepest fears, manifesting its worst nightmares as an implacable threat. End of each of the frightened creature's turns, it must make uh, must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 4d10 psychic damage. Holy shit. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, no, no more questions I'm asking. <laughs> I don't know what the questions I'm asking Dale after this session. Mm-hmm. Um, so, would you like to brave um, that fog or would you like to try to find another way around? Before... We do that. Can Bulb make some sort of check um, under the assumption that time moves the same here as it did when we're in the Feywild? So, like, you know, six hours is, like, a few months or whatever. Yep. Can I make a check to see how long it would take for the Druids to get to Mesro? And how that corresponds to how long it will take, like how fast we need to get to measure. So please make an intelligence check. Okay. Come on, plus two, work for me now. Uh, that is legitimately cocked. It's either a seven or a 17, so I'm going to re roll so, that. So, uh, oh, seven. Seven? Damn. Well, you determine the following. Assuming time flows the same as the material plane, then the druids will arrive roughly around the time when you would arrive. However, if time flows the same as it did in the Feywild, then in 10 days, a couple of years may have passed on the material plane. Yeah. Yeah, well, if I determine that, I'm going... We haven't passed an entire day yet. Don't worry. Um, I know what I'm doing tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, uh, to get through here... So, uh, how would you question? like to handle this... fog mm. of weirdness? Well, no, knowing weird, that it the is... Real in- question. Knowing that it is a fog of weirdness, another option would be to simply dispel it. That is true. That's, yeah, that is true. It's going to be exceedingly difficult. Yes. The other alternative is still going through the... Uh, the swamp, yes. Yeah. I'm just looking at the swamp area. Uh... Neither of these sounds like fun. Welcome to the Shadowfell, ladies and gentlemen. Does my thorn shape give me resistance to poisons? Hmm. Uh, uh, please hold. No, it does not. Okay. Because I was going to say, if it did, I was going to scout it out with you. We could scout out, see how long it'll take to get through it. Um, but it does not. Check. I'll try and scout it out. I- don't exactly want to send Bob by herself in the shadow tell. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Especially, 
Looking at Zinhorn, congratulations. I'm no longer even remotely close to the scariest thing you're going to find here today. <laughs> Probably not even in the top 100 anymore. Because, um... I was thinking, like, Bulbs thinking that uh, Shadow Demons, Shadow Fell, it might be really easy for more to appear here. Perhaps. Hmm. No. Yeah. Bulbs fairly confident that he can make it through. Yeah, that's but, great for you, Mr. 50 million mm, tons of wisdom. Yeah, if you are gonna... Yeah, yeah, um... Well, I'm gonna I go have, through. Do I have anything valuable? Yes. Um. So there's a silver sheet in front of us, and on either side is poisonous block. Yes. Uh, how is it poisonous? Well, you don't know it's poisonous, but it's purple, and look, there, there's. Nothing, there's no life, there's no water plants or anything anywhere near it. All of the shores that border on this bog are completely lifeless. It's just grey sand. Is there like a mist? There's no, nothing, no, there's nothing emanating from it. It's just, yeah, doesn't appear anything grows in its vicinity. I love the logic in this whole thing of going, hmm, it's purples. Purple equals poison. And the fact that nothing appears to grow in it or around it. Yeah, but again, shadow fell. If you could think of another way to get over it, over the swamp or over the mist, you can, you know. um, Well, we have Lucian's... Carpet, yes. Rumble, Mm -hmm. bumble, humble, bumble. Um, yeah, and me and Zinhorn, if Zinhorn's willing, uh, could just wild shape into a flying creature. Hmm. The other alternative is I could use Druidcraft to just create a constant gust of wind. Yeah, you want to try that? But if you can the problem the is the poison's in the ground. Well, if you're moving through the area with the fog, then you will not be going close to the bog, so. Oh yeah, can I use Druidcraft to create gusts of wind around each of our heads? You can, but you will likely have to, you'll likely have to expend some effort to do this, so you'll probably have to do a check to keep it active as you pass through the area with the mist. Uh, well, Zinhorn has said that he would go eagle. Um, so if we want to use Lucian's fly over it, thing, we can fly over it. Bobbit, what do you? Because we do get our wild chase back at Chorus's. I mean, I'm happy to go with the flying option because, again, if it's really poisonous swamps, then it's not as big an issue to me. All right. I don't want to fuck with a, a, a fifth level, oh, yeah. sorry, ninth level spell. So Lucian pulls out his carpet and he straightens it out upon the grey sand. Then he climbs aboard Bobbit, Messica, Dragon, Bait, and Artus clamber onto the 
carpet and then it begins to lift off the ground hovering up into the sky and Zinhorn and Bulb transform into eagles and then you make your way over the fog the wings flapping as the carpet purrs and the poisonous swamp and the fog pass by below you safely. Yeah. Reach the other... I'd, like I'd like to say I'm definitely on one of the eagles and not sharing the couple with Seleucid. Oh, very well then. You're right. You're astride <laughs> one of the eagles. As, you, as the carpet goes past, Seleucid just looks at you, his arms folded, sort of like a... Reach the uh, other side of the hazards and... Okay, okay. Bobbit's on Bulb. Yeah. Bobbit's on Bulb. Yeah. <laughs> and Bulb just in his head is going, Carpet bombing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the possibilities. You reach the other side of the hazard and then you keep on flying for several oh more... Oh my god, the possibilities. You keep on flying for several more hours until you start to feel exhaustion taking over. If you're on the material plane, it would be well into the night by this point, though the sky above is the same shade of grey it was when you arrived. The shadows that... The shadows all around you no longer or deeper than they were hours ago. And so, giving in to the exhaustion... So Lucian guides the carpet back down to the ground and you all land in a clearing or in the clearing in the midst of a copse of rotten trees and decide to set up camp here for the night. You may get a okay. short rest. Since we're going with the camping option, I'm going back to the old uh, magic, you know, the old ritual book for, for camping and whatnot and getting out the... Uh, Tiny hut, water breathing, all that fun stuff, because we're going back to needing that stuff again, especially in this place. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, so uh, Lucian is... During... Yep. During the rest, Bulb is going to suggest he casts Windwalk on us. So that we can all travel a lot faster. Three... Three hundred feet... Uh, movement? Uh, yeah. Uh, movement speed of 300 feet. We might be able to make it in a day at eight hours at 300 feet. Potentially. Yep. If the others are okay with that. I think I'm back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yay! Zinhorn's back. <laughs> yeah, Zinhorn is Hi, back. Zinhorn. Yes. We, we, we were having fun. I, I was listening. I, I heard some Bob on Eagle, uh, Bobbit on Eagle action. Ha ha ha! Oh, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, technically, she's so, technically 230 something, so we'll never mind. Don't worry about it. We don't need to know the logistics. <laughs> nope. Um,. So yeah, I'm willing to spend a six level to give us wind walk. Um, uh, uh, yep, would I be able to determine 
how far that would get us? Yes. Uh, the wind is not strong here. The air is quite stale. Air is quite stale and almost as if it sits still. And so, based on this, you think you might be able to cover an additional two hexes with wind walk active. How many hexes did we make it today? One. The single hex a day. Son of a bitch. I, and I can only do this for one fucking day. God damn. No matter what... Uh, there's no way to find out. Without casting it, no. This is just... Hold on, I need to look up a spell. I have a spell. Uh, Did say it was going to be an arduous you, trick. You end up to eight willing creatures who link hands in a circle are transported to a different plane of existence. Seventh level spells can be fun. Uh, the only problem is I don't know where we're going and what it's like. In... Yeah. Or if you'll be able to even get back here. Well, this is just the Shadowfell, isn't it? Yeah, it is just the... Yeah, but you don't know if you'll be able to get back to this spot in the Shadowfell. It's true. So when you plane shift, you uh, end up in a random place. No. Uh, you can specify a target destination general oh, terms, well, such as the Sea of Brass, or um, oh, Palace yeah, so of Dissipator. Yeah, just um, choose to... Can I ask around... To the uh, so artists uh, Dragon Bait and Messica, and possibly Bobbit because she may know this with all of her studies. Is Mesro a place in the Shadowfell as well? Like, if I was to specify to someone that I wanted to travel to where we're going, is there a name for the place? Artus looks at you and he says. There is a city in the same spot in the Shadowfell, but its name is not Mesro. That is what we know as the Shade Walk, but its true name is known only to those who reside there. My god, it's Tortuga. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, no, it's the, the island from the end of the first movie. can only be found by those who know where it is. Good. I... Can I do any check to see if I said, like, if I use plane shift and I said the entrance to the shape... Make walk. an arcana check, please. Wait, you have plane shift? I can take it because it's a seventh level spell. Oh, Bobby will be your bestest buddy ever. Teach, teach uh, now. <laughs> uh, that is a 25. So, you sit around the campfire with Messica and Artis and Dragon Bait discussing this, and you come to the conclusion that as 
reaching this place required using Quomex's portal rather than simply plane shifting into it, then Shavalak must be in tune with this portion of the Shadowfell and would likely be able to detect any intrusions. So, while it is possible that plane shift may work as you intend it to, as you would be bypassing Shavalak's own preferred means of accessing this part of the plane, he may be able to detect it and know that you are here. Mm. Okay. Would I be able to use plane shift just to teleport us up within the same... Oh, pardon me. Sorry. Uh, would I be able to use it to, banish, to teleport us basically within this plane? Or does the spell require us to change realms? Requires you... So if you were to use it that way, you would change to another plane and then change back to this one. And that okay. act of re-entering the yeah. shadow fell would likely be detected. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to try and get there without spending years on the other side, but at the same time, I don't know if years pass. Artis just raises his eyebrow and he says... And he says, Bulb, Bulb, I see that you were in quite a rush. Is there a reason for that? Well, I don't want the druids to get there and then have to spend seven years doing the ritual. Artist, I would like to get there when the druids are still doing the ritual. Artist throws his head back in a hearty laugh and he says, <laughs> He says, worry not, time in the Shadowfell matches time in the material plane. The magics here are not as chaotic as the Feywild. <laughs> Oh, so it would actually be in our benefit to spend the ten days getting there. Perhaps. To give the druids time to arrive. He says, though I wouldn't say no to having some extra time to get lay of the land if we were to get there. Well, in... In that case, it may still be worthwhile to spend Windwalk to get us... Yeah two days advance and then we can camp outside observe the city for a while observe and And if the druids ritual causes a change then we know it is time to attack yep or advance so Okay, then that's a big weight off my shoulders. So you emerge the next morning, although once again the light has not changed. The eternal dusk of the Shadowfell remains the same. Bobbit dispels the tiny hut, and as you pack up, you notice around the perimeter of the hut hundreds of tiny little foot in the sand, suggesting that something was trying to get to you. 
during the night. Can I do a nature check to see if I know what they are? You can. This dice just either goes really high or really (laughs) fucking low. Uh, 15. 15. You examine the tracks and determine they're not from a humanoid. It's some sort of animal, but... This animal has eight toes and a configuration of legs and feet that makes it unlike any animal from the material plane, and so you're uncertain what it actually is. However, based on the fact that there are so many of these tracks, it was desperately trying to get to you while you slept and may now still be watching you. So happy she kept this spell in the book. So, I suppose Bulb wants to cast Windwalk. Ominous silence there. Oh, sorry, I yep. muted myself instead of unmuting myself. <laughs> I thought. Um, yes, I will so that. Because yep. I think it's worth um, potentially uh, yeah. gaining two days of travel, yep. losing gaining two days, two days. Yep. whatever the correct terminology there. So Bulb casts Wind Walk, and a gust of wind buffets this clearing in the middle of this rotted forest, and as the wind hits you, you see each other's bodies fade away, becoming transparent as you become one with the wind. And you press onward, moving one, two, three hexes. And as you travel for the next eight hours, the twisted, gnarled, dying landscape seemingly zooms by you. You feel confident that whatever was trying to get at you the night before is long behind. But now that you've been in the Shadowfell, for longer than a day. The sense of overwhelming despair seems to grow thicker, seems to bear down upon you, press on you like a thick plate of iron crushing your chests, and I would like everyone to please make a wisdom save. The DC for this first one will be 16. Uh, I got... 29. Wisdom save, you say. I just realised that I need to... I just realised I need to... Oh, wisdom save. Uh, so I got a... (laughs) 30. 30? Bob it? Compared to that, my soft 20 just looks kind of sad. Okay, so the only (laughs) one who failed... Only one who failed here was Lucian. I rolled 19. Yeah, yeah. I rolled 19. (laughs) That's amazing. Now I know how... Zinhorn felt when he had the dexterity. <laughs> so as as you spend the eight hours of your wind walk running like the wind across this landscape, you see Sir Lucian stop and stop and his gaze linger upon what appears to be a burnt out husk of a stone cottage on the horizon. 
The doors and windows burnt away, the structure silent and empty. So Lucian frowns and he says, I don't believe I can make a difference to anyone or anything. And he is afflicted with apathy, having disadvantage on death saves. Dexterity checks for initiative and gains gains what he just stated as a flaw. Oh, so he's just basically just, his ego just fucking dropped? Yeah, he's inflated even. The despair of this realm is enough to take the wind even out of Sir Lucian's sails. After eight hours... Uh, Yep. No, nothing. After eight hours, the Windwalk spell comes to an end. On the material plane, it would be mid to late afternoon. And... You feel your feet touch the ground as you return to your corporeal state and continue walking onwards. You've covered a lot of ground, but there is still much more. I'd like someone to roll a d20, please. May as well, seeing as I'm the one that cast a spell today. Mm. Uh, That is an eight. An eight? That is a non-combat encounter. Please roll a d20 for I made today good. Uh, Lovely. Uh, Seven. Seven. In the late afternoon, black storm clouds begin to coalesce ahead and thunder claps rock the silence of the Shadowfell. Storms infused with the essence of death royal with dark clouds that manifest leering skulls and bone-white lightning. The clouds coalesce directly in front of you and before you know it you are walking right through this necrotic tempest. I need everyone to please make a con save. The DC will be 20. No. I just rolled a 19 and a 20 naturally, so. Uh, yep. 28. Uh-huh. So, so was this a magic? I didn't quite hear what we said. I heard the fact that we had a con save, but I didn't quite You're hear. walking through a necrotic storm. Does this count as magic? Oh, is magic, 21. Yes. 21. Okay, so I can roll with an advantage. That makes me feel so slightly better. Passed. Oh, God, I... Bobbit failed. Bad. Bobbit bad, Alessandra. God, no. Okay. So, Bobbit... This... Yep. I just want to say, this dice isn't unweighted because I just rolled it, like, 20 times and never got a nat 20, but I've got, like, four or five nat 20s on it tonight. Don't worry about it, then. So, (laughs) Bobbit, you take 30 points of necrotic damage... As the wild necrotic Mm. energy gathers around you, burns against your skin, and steals some of your life energy, the rest of you take 15 points of necrotic damage. You continue hiking through this storm of necrotic energy for another two hours until the thunder claps one last time and then above you the black storm clouds dissipate as suddenly 
as they appeared. The storm has passed, and you take this opportunity to camp for the night in the middle of a lifeless plateau. Ow. You may take a short rest, <laughs> and due to the lingering effects of the necrotic tempest, the wild magic still lingering in the air, you may spend a hit dice to recover a spell slot of any level. Um, sorry, Dal, but for me, you uh, just went really, yeah. really, really quiet. Did I? Okay. So yeah, I'll say, like you're walking away from the mic. Ah, so I'll say, as you camp for the night in the middle of this lifeless plateau, due to the aftermath of the necrotic tempest due to the wild magic still lingering in the air, you may spend a hit dice to recover a spell slot of any level. Great, I get my ass kicked, I don't even get to get benefits from it. Yeah, How many of those can I spend? As many as you like. But it's a spell slot for each hit dice. And uh, did I... For passing, did I still take 15 points from that? Yes. Storm, so I did? Okay. Okay, so that means I'm at that. Okay, just give me a second to do math here. Uh, a d20 is not my hit dice. <laughs> but it could be. Imagine. Four plus three. Okay, I'm back up to full using two, and then I'm going to use... Two hit dice to recover my sixth and my second level spell slot. Lovely. Okay. I'm running full, but I've used three to get close. And so, the next morning, you emerge from your tents into the tw- into the ever-present twilight. Bobbit dispels the tiny hut, and then wordlessly. You each glance at each other once more, pack up your supplies, and continue on through the endless despair. I would like everybody to please make a wisdom save. The DC is 18 for this one. Okay, cool. God, what dice do I use? Oh, no. Uh, That is a 27. The joys of having advantage on these saves. I rolled a two, then a nineteen. Well, so you I don't get advantage on this one. This is just Shadowfell despair. In that case, I'm really glad I rolled the nineteen fucking first. <laughs> and bulb. Did you say eighteen was the save? Yes. Yeah. I just you rolled just... a seven, and my wisdom is eleven. Oh, oh fuck lovely. you! So, <laughs> <Bulb's> just chilling <laughs> in this fucking place of hell. Just yeah, a bit gloomy, but it's not bad. <laughs> As you spend this, (laughs) as you spend this, your third day in the Shadowfell, making your way across this horrifying landscape, passing more gnarled, sickly trees, and to your right, what appears to be a dark, deserted village, the buildings nothing more than burnt empty husks on the horizon the despair continues to bear down upon you but despite sir lucian lamenting that even he will be able to do nothing to end the corruption in this place the rest of you continue pressing on unaffected at least for Uh. now 
who would like okay. to roll a d20. But it's my turn now, isn't it? Go ahead. I just imagine freaking. I know this is probably taking out some of the uh, impact. I imagine freaking Lucian losing all of his ego and just being in despair. It's kind of like that whole scene with like when you try to drag Buzz Lightyear after he realizes yep, he's an actual. That's boy. exactly <laughs> what it is. This <laughs> academy training wasted. So Lucian just uh, sighs and says, "Even I can do no good in this place." Uh, that's a 13. That is a combat encounter. Please roll Shut a d20 for me. Of course, I'm the one that gets the different combat. Uh, you Probably. Probably. It's been, it's been a recurring theme throughout this whole thing. There's a four. A four. And so as you continue walking across the land through a patch of lifeless waste dotted here and there with bent over sad looking palm trees you do not see the mass of enemies approaching you until they are almost upon you at first it appears to be nothing more than a patch of shadow painting the landscape until it draws close enough that you see their red eyes glowing and in unison they let out a roar and shamble out of the darkness towards you. A mummy lord and six mummies. Please roll for Uh, initiative. Oh, really? Just, yay. Uh, uh, six. Six? It's okay, so <laughs> yep. Lucian's going with his nat one because of his disadvantage on an issue. Oof. Oh. Uh, non nat 20. So I'm guessing I'll be going second. That was a 17. 17, okay. Wait, what? what? Bobbit, you're up first. Okay, fine. I roll a nine. <laughs> My god, somehow I beat the spread. It's it's been a while. Okay, um How close do I have to move to get these guys within I d I don't want to deal with big group all together while they're all still together. Spell list at. Uh oh god, I hope they stay together. I'm I'm planning on keeping together. I may push them back a little bit with this though. So I'd like to get in range to basically flame wave the lot of them. Yep, so run ahead to about here. Yep. Just casually take the step, point my hand out, and just let loose this lovely torrent of flames at them. Yep. And I need them all to make deck saves. Yep, so they all have magic resistance, so they will be rolling with advantage. But they're pretty bad at decks. That was my hope. I was working on even if they had some sort of magical crap that were going to be weak to this. Okay. So the Mummy Lord passes. Makes sense. Mummies 4, 5, and 6 pass. Mummies 1, 2, and 3 do not. Okay. So let's roll up that 78 worth fire damage. That is 35 to those who failed, and they get pushed back 20 feet. 
The rest will take half, which I believe is 17. Yep, how many feet do they get pushed back, sorry? 20 feet away on a fail. Boom. Boom and boom. The rest take half. Yep, and whatever movement I have left, I'm going to head back towards the group because I don't want to be alone and surrounded by these things. Bye! So about here... It is now Zinhord's turn as the mummies groan. Some of them being pushed back by the flame wave. And they're still pretty grouped together, though. They are. So let's see if we can. Oh, that's not the one Let's see if we can group them up a little bit more. Yeah, Bulb said he wanted them to be grouped. A line would be preferable. A line. I mean, I've seen them pretty damn well at the moment. Come on, man. Okay. I mean, yeah, this works really well. Oh, and uh, Zinhorn is going you, to... Sorry, before you act Zinhorn, the Mummy Lord is going to take a legendary action at the end of oh. Bobbit's turn. Fair enough. It is going to use its blasphemous word. The Mummy Lord utters a blasphemous ancient word. And so, uh, Bobbit, as you are the only mm-hmm. one in range, I'd like you to please make a con save. Oh, no. Is this Canvas magic, or is this just a this regular... just a regular action. Okay. That is a 19. 19. That is a fail. You are stunned. Oh, bitch. Until yeah. the Mummy Lord's next turn. Oh, so now, Zinhorn, you may go. Well, to be fair, it has to take its turn before yeah. it gets around to you again anyway. Yeah. So. That is true, thankfully, but I'm also kind of stuck here in the open now. There. That's true. Zinhorn is Well, going... it says if the Mummy has not acted yet this round, then it's next round. So you'll be stunned until oh, next round. Oh, God. Yeah. So, oh, it sucks. Fine, Prince. Yeah. Damn you, legal so judge. Now you may go, Zinhorn. Zinhorn is going to come forward and do a maelstrom in the middle of them so yep. that they, it will hit, it's a 30 foot uh, radius. Yep, so it will contain all of them. Yep. Brackish black will... water spills down onto the group of mummies, they're going to make their saves. The mummy lord passes. Mummies 4, 5, and 6 pass. 1, 2, and 3 do not. So 19's my save now, thanks to the bonus yep, wisdom. I know. Yeah, or just like Um, So that is 66. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And yes, yeah, so all those that fail get pulled into the middle, and they take 6. And 6 is 12, and 3 is 15, and 2, 17, 19, 21 points of bludgeoning. Nice. Okay, so mummies 4, 5, and 6 are drowned inside the brackish water. It is now oh, it is now the Mummy Lord's chance to do a legendary action. He's going to use his final legendary action to channel negative energy. 
He magically unleashes negative energy. Creatures within 60 feet of him must make con saves. So that will be mm. all of you. Yay. Okay. Uh, also, he needs to do another strength. He will at the start of his turn. Oh, sorry, it's not his turn, it's just an action. Yeah, um, this is his legendary action. 18. 18. 23. Uh, 19. 19. Okay, so those of you who got uh, 18 or above take 12 points of necrotic damage. Those of you who got below 18 take 24. And regardless of whether you um, passed or failed, you cannot regain HP until the Mummy Lord's next turn next round. Yeah. So it's now the Mummy Lord's turn. He's going to make a strength save. That is a 22. Passes. Okay. So the Mummy Lord takes a step forwards. 10, because this is difficult terrain, as he shambles through the brackish water, uses his 30 feet of movement. And then he raises his hand and he casts harm on Bobbit. Oh, fuck me. This is going to Please hurt. make a con save, Bobbit. Okay, see, that one's a magical effect, though, so I get advantage yes, on that. Yes, this is a spell. I'm guessing he's been passing all his wisdom saves to attack me. He has, yes. Yeah, that doesn't surprise got me. Very high wisdom. Uh, oh god, I rolled a nat 1 and a 7, so that's an 11, so I'm guessing I failed fucking hard on that. He holds out his hands, and a virulent disease contained within a plume of black smoke shoots towards you, and you take 42 points of necrotic damage. Yeah, ow, ow. And uh, whatever your HP is now, that is your max HP. For how long? An hour. Fuck, oh, that's going to be a long-ass hour. Good God. <laughs> so Mummies. what's your max HP now? 85. <laughs> <laughs> Mummies 1, 2, and 3 fail their wisdom checks to attack Bobbit. So they are going to shuffle forwards. 10, 15. Do they strengthen? Uh, Mummy 3 gets a 19, so it just makes it. So Mummy 3 cannot travel any further, and it cannot attack Bobbit. So it is going to make a dreadful glare at Messica. She's going to make a wisdom save. She fails with a 3, and so she is stunned. Until the mummy's next turn. Getting beaten up by mummies. Yes, by mummies. <laughs> Mummy uh, 2 rolls a 20 non-natural on his strength save. Uh, 10, 20, 30. He's unable to come any further. He's going to make a dreadful gaze at Dragonbait. Dragonbait passes his wisdom save. And Mummy him. 1... Fails his strength save, rolling a 12. Yay. 
that's good. Six and ten is sixteen, and four is twenty, and four is uh, twenty-four points of bludgeoning. Twenty-four. So he is pulled into the centre of the maelstrom. He makes a dreadful gaze at Dragonbait, who passes the save once again. Dragonbait. <laughs> it is now the ally's turn. Messica is stunned. She cannot act. So Dragonbait is going to take his turn. Dragonbait rushes forwards. He's going to run straight to mummy number two. And he raises his holy avenger greatsword. Rolls a 20 to hit. And deals 14 damage plus 12 radiant damage. He then makes his second attack. He rolls a he rolls an 11, which is just enough to hit the mummy. He deals 7 points of slashing damage plus 14 points of radiant damage. And mummy 2 screams, ah, as dragon bait cuts it asunder. It is Artus's turn. And Artus holds aloft his hand with the Ring of Winter. And he casts Bigby's hand with the ring at mummy number three. A huge icy fist emerges from the wind from the ring and clenches its fist and flies towards the mummy artist is going to make a ranged spell attack and that is a 12 just enough to hit the fist strikes the mummy, dealing 12 points of force damage and shatters into a cloud of glaciers. Okay, it is Bulb's turn. Bulb is currently trying to decide whether it is worth what he was going to do. Um, if I were to somehow get here... Ow, Missy. Yep. And I cast a line attack that goes to this guy. Would that yep. technically go through the Mummy Lord? It would go through the Mummy Lord, yes. Okay, I'm going to bonus... Oh, wait. Uh, would I be able to use uh, Misty Step and then a spell? Is Misty Step a bonus action? Yes. Then I will allow you to do it. Okay, I'm going to Misty Step to this location right here. Yep. So you step into Misty the darkness and emerge stop. in front of one of the broken trees in range of the Mummy Lord. And then I'm going to... Mark that up so I don't forget that I've used it. Um, I am going to use Sunbeam. Ooh, nice. Because... I've had it in my spell list ever since I got six level spells and have just kept not using it. Yeah, this will be perfect. Um, so. Yep. Yeah, uh, so, Sunbeam, uh, a five foot wide, 60 foot long line of sunlight. They must make a constitution saving throw 
Yep. However, it says here that all undead and oozes have disadvantage on the saving throw. So does that overwrite their magical resistance? It does. Makes them just do it normal, just do a normal one roll. So Mummy Lord got a 22, and the Mummy got a 9. Fuck it. Okay, well, the mummy died. The mummy uh, failed. Mummy. Uh, where's my D8? Uh, so, half as much damage, so that's okay. So, let me just work out the 68 radiant damage. Twenty-seven damage. Twenty-seven damage. The Mummy Lord screams as the sunbeam shoots past him and disintegrates Mummy Number One. Yes, and unfortunately, he is not blinded. God damn it! No. Um, and then I still have my movement because I yep. immediately teleported. And I'm just going to move uh, three hexes if it's. Yep, he's going to run away. Terrain, is it? Yep. At the end of your turn, the Mummy Lord uses a legendary action to attack Dragonbait. Lurching out with his rotting fist, he napped 20s. Oh, God. Hitting Dragonbait for 40 bludgeoning damage, plus 19 necrotic damage. So 39 points altogether. Dragonbait is going to make a con save which he fails, and he is now cursed with mummy rot. His current HP is now his max HP. It is now Sir Lucian's turn. Sir Lucian rushes forwards towards mummy three, raises his sword and goes in to attack it. Hits it three times for... 39 points of damage, lopping off its head, killing it. At the end of his turn, Mummy Lord uses his last two legendary actions to channel negative energy once again. I'd like everyone to make a con save, please. Uh, that's another 24. I like 19. You can stay where you are, my friend. <laughs> I watched 17. the dice roll from a nat 20 to an 8. Yeah. <laughs> I got 16. Again. 16, yep. Zinhorn. 17. 17, okay. So, Bobbit, you take... 18 points of necrotic damage. Uh, 36. Everyone okay. else takes 36. Mummy Lord is now out of legendary actions. It is Bobbit's turn. Bobbit is stunned. Yeah. It is Zinhorn's turn. We're having the best time standing here and taking hits. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So, I'll turn that damage. And just the Mummy Lord left. So Zinhorn's just going to do a No, 
just let's just go with the frostbite to see do some damage. Yep, hit the mummy lord. Okay, he roll to hit him, or, or does he have to make a check? Uh, con save. Con save. That's right. Six. He does not make it, which means he's got disadvantage on his next attack and takes thirteen points of cold damage. Lovely. You notice the frost strips some of the gauze away, revealing the skeleton underneath, and he looks like he doesn't have long left to go. It is now the Mummy Lord's turn. He's going to make a strength save. That is a 25, non-nat. He is going to... Takes a step forwards out of the maelstrom. Dragon Bait swings his sword, making an attack of opportunity, but missing. And then the Mummy Lord raises both his hands and he casts Insect Plague right here in the midst of all of you. Suddenly, a cloud of swarming locusts appears out of the shadow and begins to swarm throughout the area. I need everyone to make a con save, please. His DC is 17. I'm having just the best time That's right now. much better. 26. Uh, Fuck it. 18. 18. Yeah, 16. Fuck. 16. Okay, Bobbit, you take 20 points of piercing damage. Everyone else takes 10 as the locusts swarm, biting and ripping away bits of your clothes and your skin. It's now the companion's turn. Messica is stunned, but Dragon Bait rushes forwards, raises his Holy Avenger, and goes in with a 27 to hit, dealing 11 points of slashing damage and 26 points points of radiant damage. The Mummy Lord roars as light bursts from Dragon Bait's blade, tearing him in two. Just walk out oh, and Holy Avenger. How many more hits does he have with that? <laughs> well, it always does that. That's what it does. Yeah, that's, that's what Holy Avenger does. Yeah, it's, it's a Holy Avenger. Sure it's the ultimate paladin. I'm pretty sword. sure it's, it's literally like the best weapon you can get as a paladin. It is, yes. It's a plus oh, three sword, of... and it also does it's that. Just, yeah, it's designed to just fuck up the undead. Hmm? No, I was thinking of a different weapon, but... Yeah. Uh, either way, it's the second one I had, second Alicenter and Bobbin aren't stunned, just face plants to the ground, it's like, ah. <laughs> as soon as the mummies are defeated, you feel the exhaustion take over. The combat was quick, but dangerous, and so you immediately start unpacking your camping supplies right here in this clearing and preparing for a night of rest. Well, since I'm going to get my spell slots back after this short rest, I am going to burn my remaining three goddamn spell slots casting Cure Wounds on myself with my Warlock spell slots, because... Holy shit, I lost a lot of health. You did. <laughs> I, I I went into that almost on full. I walked out of that with the one in front of my max health missing. 
<laughs> it's just ow. All of the companions uh, use their hit dice to return to full health, and Sir Lucian spends uh. three hit dice to return to full health. Let's go quickly look at so five d eight plus my spell casting mods. How many times do I have to cast this in order to make this work? Do, 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 healing. Okay. I am going to. Okay. Doing. Oh, talk very high pitched for a couple minutes. <laughs> um, you're right. Yeah. I'm going to cast regenerate on myself. Yeah. I lost a lot of hit points then. You did. Mm-hmm. Mummy uh, lords so are tough. They do not fuck around. So, which among you need to sleep? I know Zinhorn doesn't. Bobbit, do you still have the invocation where you don't sleep? Uh, just as the undying, I don't require sleep. Wait, you don't require sleep, yes. So, Bulb... Who's taking, sorry? Yep. 29. Sorry, I was just doing math... So again, 29, that becomes 67, 50, uh, 76. And then 10 hit points per minute, I'm fully healed. Okay, cool. Yep, sorry. Yep. So, Bulb, this night, as you lay down to sleep, recovering from your wounds, you find yourself plagued with horrific nightmares. These dreams relive your worst fears. What is Bulb's worst fear? That's a question. Um. That is def- Uh, I have never thought of that. Um. (laughs) The world dying and he can't do anything to help. So, Bulb, this night you were plagued with a nightmare that seems to go on for far longer than you sleep. Even though your sleep is only eight hours long, it feels like you spend days, weeks, locked in this waking nightmare where you watch the jungles of Cholt wilt and die, succumbing to Shavalak's influence as the plants drop their leaves and turn into withered husks. Your knowledge as a druid is unable to help them and you are forced to watch as eventually the entire jungle is replaced with a grey, lifeless wasteland. You awaken the next morning, emerge from your tent and find... Well, everyone looking at least a little bit shaken, but Artis, most of all, his face twisted into a frown, long shadows underneath his eyes as he takes breaks from packing up his camping equipment to linger upon the ring of winter on his finger, frowning every time he looks at it. Does anybody mention? Does anybody say anything to him? 
Alessandra, despite her preferred dealings with artists, is going to go up and see and check on him. Going, it's giving you trouble, isn't it? He nods. He says, I've had terrible nightmares filled with death and darkness. Nightmares where the ring of winter takes over. I think it is far more powerful in this plane than it is in the material realm. I'm wary of using its powers here. I promise I will do nothing to cause us harm, but using the ring will have to be a last resort. Mm. As you turn away from him, you notice Bulb's face as he steps out of his tent. Twisted in a frown of despair. It's a strange look for the fur bulk whose face is normally radiating a quiet kindness. Seems this place messes with everyone's head. It does. We're going to kill Shavalak and we're going to do it. Quickly. Well, as quickly as we can fight a corrupted piece of a god, but yes, I'd very much like to go Everyone else silently uh. packs up their gear, and then you continue on. It's like everyone to make a wisdom save, the DC will be 20. Oh no. As the Shadowfell despair gets even uh. stronger. And... I got 23. Lovely. <laughs> um, 26. Was that short rest um, the same as before when we could yes. roll yep. a hit die to you can. regain spells? Awesome. I'm, I'm so going to get back my 17. I'm so happy I can get spell slots back with a short rest. I'm going to miss that. I'm I not going to miss this just... D12 I just rolled. <laughs> I just we'll realized see. that... Sorry. <laughs> Yep, uh, go ahead. I so. just realized I can cheese the um, healing every night. You can, okay. but you can, but you won't be able... Once you enter the city, you won't be able to. Um, no, yeah, I know that. Okay, Bobbit, please roll a yep. d6 for me. Oh, boy, this is going to be where the fun begins, kids. Three. Three. That is Dread. Yeah, okay. As you continue on walking through the lifeless landscape throughout the day, the despair grows stronger and stronger. It's already taken hold of Sir Lucian, and although Bulb and Zinhorn managed to stave it off, today Bobbit succumbs. Mm-hmm. Dread. You have disadvantage on all saving throws. And you gain the following floor. I am convinced that this place is going to kill me. Oh, good. Yay. At least I can work if I can act that out. Yeah, we're all going to die. Everyone's going to die. Who would like to roll the d20? Um, I would like to... I would like to expel a windwalk if I could. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Three extra... Yep, three extra hexes. Very well. Once again, Bulb 
casts Wind Walk and you become one with the stale wind. The lifeless grey landscape zooms past in a blur and then in the late afternoon the spell ends. You return to your corporeal forms, thumping down on the grey dirt, continuing onwards on foot. Who'd like to roll the d20? Was it back to me, was it? Yep, Zinhorn. That is a 10. A 10. That is a non-combat encounter. Please go ahead and roll a d20 for me. That is an 11. An 11. As you continue moving on, you notice that in this patch of lifeless wastes where the trees do not grow, the ground grows softer and softer. The grey sand begins to grow coarser and coarser. And within ten minutes, you find that the sand is up to your knees. And then you all gasp in terror as the sand begins to swirl and roil as it begins to pull you under quicksand. Um, Dale? Yep? Uh, Windwalk gives us a walking speed. It's not actually a walking speed, it's a flying speed. Yeah, I know, I know. But is the spell it? So is we, over. Wouldn't, we wouldn't be walking on... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, sorry. You I missed three that, hexes and then the spell is over after eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. The quicksand pulls and roils, and as it grabs hold of Messiker and starts to pull her under, you notice this is not sand at all, but rather hundreds of thousands of skeletal fingers gripping you and trying to pull you into a pit. Oh, cool. It's like my lovely... uh... A grasping spell that I have, it just is. alive like, and. It's like everyone to make a strength save, please. And I have disadvantage because, yep, this is where I die. Hooray! Oh, oh my god! I just realized something ridiculously stupid. Bobbit has officially just entered the emo phase. Twenty-one. <laughs> sorry. I'm Twenty-one. Sorry. Yep. I got a twenty-one as well. 21. Nice. 16. So Bulb and Zinhorn immediately wrench themselves free and begin to grab, pull themselves to the top of the grasping fingers, running to the other side of the pit. Everyone else follows suit, but Bobbit is caught as the fingers grab hold of her cloak and her hat and pull her hung, pull her under. Oh god. Drowning her in fingers as they crawl over her, forcing her under, and you see her green Yuan T face begin to open to scream in the split second oh. before the fingers force it underneath the surface. Oh god. And can I use a reaction to Thorn Whipper? You can. Is that just going to be a to hit? Yep, roll to hit, please. I was going to say if I could use any spells, uh, I'm going to teleport myself eight. out, but... 
18 plus 12, so... Uh, that's uh, yep. by a fucking country, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Thorn Whip lashes out, grabs Ow. hold of Bobbit, and now... Oh, yeah, how much damage do I do? Ow. 3d6. And as you begin to pull Bobbit out from the massive hands, Dragon Bait rushes forwards using his... Holy Avenger, swinging it into the massive hands, crushing them and sweeping them away, clearing a path for you to wrench Bobbit out with your thorn whip. You deposit Bobbit at your feet and she gasps. <gasps> Eight damage, Bobbit. Eight, Eight damage. damage to Bobbit. That's better than what was about to happen. Which is better than it could have been. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, if it means I don't drown in a sea of fucking fig, that just... So many visual things I don't want. <laughs> just, uh, oh, God. And so, at the end of this day's travel, you come to the Bridge of Sorrows. Oh, oh that, that sounds lovely. Oh, sure, it's big enough, but look at the location. <laughs> <laughs> you continue onwards. It is still late afternoon you've got a few more hours you can fit in before you have to stop for the night and so once you spend a few moments making sure bobbit is okay you continue on glad to leave this patch of ashen waste behind you as once again the thick rotting trees engulf you ahead you hear the sound of running water and about an hour later you emerge from the tree line to find what on the material plane would be the river of Mesro. Here the river is a huge canyon, a tear in the earth, at least 50 feet deep. At the very bottom you can just make out the black, pitch black vein of water that is the river running at the very bottom. Crossing the ravine is a simple bridge of weathered black stone. Next to it, an abandoned 30-foot square guard outpost, the windows and doors boarded up. The inside obviously empty and lifeless. Do any of you do um, anything as you approach I it? Will, I will be right back, sorry. Do any of you do anything as you approach it? Zeno's mm. just keeping his eyes out for everything. Okay, so as you step out of the trees towards the stone bridge and the abandoned guard outpost, I would like you all to make a perception check, please. Perception. Uh, is that based on sight or anything Hearing. else? Hearing. Okay, I can do That is a 23. 23. I'm going to beat that, but I will take a 16. 
very well. That is a pass for the group check. Hey. A terrified okay. scream pierces the silence coming from the opposite side of the bridge. You all immediately look up towards the bridge and there, darting out of a thick copse of shadow on the other side, you see a woman with grey skin, terrified look on her face, wearing a plain earth and coloured dress, running terrified across the bridge as three huge black wolves chase her. How are there people alive here? She sees you standing there on the other side of the bridge, looks at you with a terrified look on her face and screams, Help me! Please! And then she sprints towards the abandoned guard outpost, darting over the threshold into the darkness on the other side as the three huge black wolves barrel after her, running towards the building growling what do you do we should probably go help her shouldn't we I mean I'm confused as to how anyone's alive here but yeah it's uh, that I would not expect anyone to be alive but uh, wolves in that mood not the best of friends. No, Paul's bad person. I mean, anyone that possibly lives here could possibly give us a hand with, or at least give us some right. insight. What's it? Yeah, information's always nice. Behind you, I'm back. Beside you, Sir Lucian just frowns and says, "It doesn't matter if we save her. Something else will kill her anyway." Dragon base steps forwards and says, "If she's in trouble, then we must save her." mean who are we potentially saving so you've just seen a woman come running out of the shadow on the other side of the bridge she's being chased by three huge black wolves and she's screaming for help as she runs into the abandoned guard outpost to hide Um, does it look like that the guard out the post is small enough that the huge things can't get to her? You notice that the wolves... The wolves reach the guard out post and they gather out... They gather in front of the open door that she darted through. Instead of trying to get inside, they just stand there scrabbling at the threshold, growling and spitting... You can still hear the woman screaming from the darkness inside. Well, she shut up, they'd lose interest. Um, <laughs> do they seem to be natural wolves or made of shadow? You can make a nature check. I would like to do so. Uh, that is a 25. They appear to be similar to dire wolves, very large wolves. They appear to be animals, but you notice that their fur is tinted black with shadow energy. And their eyes glow a bright yellow with hunger. 
in this dark place. And uh, how far across is the ravine, sorry? So the ravine's about 30 feet wide, but the outpost is on this side of the bridge. So she's come from the other side of the bridge, the wolves have chased her over to this side, and she's run into the abandoned building. you like to do you could just simply the, the wolves for what it's worth are distracted you could simply do as Sir Lucian wishes and sneak past them across the bridge uh, do I know dire wolves are technically classed as beasts? you know that they are classed as beasts yes okay uh, I need to look up the distance of animal friendship. Hmm. Uh, wait. I think I have that. 30 feet. Yeah, 30 no, feet. Are we within 30 feet of them? You are. Wait, I can only use uh, snakes. Okay, so my staff... Uh... It seems it uses one charge per spell level. An animal friendship is one charge. Would I be able to cast, spend three charges to cast it on all three diables at once? Yes, As you can. Per, if I level up animal friendship. You can. Okay. Um, now I've just got to hope that they don't have an intelligence of four or higher. They do not. Okay, well, I'm going to cast it and use three charges yep. of my staff to cast Bob, animal friendship on them. Bob taps his staff on the ground as he steps towards the wolves and they stop and just look at him as uh, he they steps forward. They do have to make wisdom saving throws, yep. but a save is 19. All so they have a negative fail. in their wisdom. <laughs> Yay! My friend. Awesome! The we now have stop, friends. The wolves stop growling and scrabbling at the door to the building, and then they just turn and stare at you, Bulb. Their teeth still bared, their eyes still glowing yellow. And you get the impression that they are not so much your friends, rather... As they just can't kill me at the moment. Yes, rather the effects of the spell are preventing them from... Running you down and mauling you. No, that's fair, that's fair. Because... Oh, hold on. The spell lets you convince a beast that you mean it no harm. Yes, would you like to try that? Uh... It doesn't actually say... I may be biting myself in the ass here. But it doesn't actually say that I make them friends. It just no, they're charmed by you. But um, as they are not, that's the attacking, first time I've actually read this spell. Yeah, as they are not attacking you, though, <laughs> you could take this chance to try to convince them to move on. Uh, I would like to then use my staff to cast speak with animals. Lovely. 
So just any uh, random wolf? No, I, uh, I believe it's any animal within 30 feet. Yep. All right. So you tap uh, your staff finding into, it now. You tap your staff into the grey dirt once again and immediately your ears are filled with let me eat you. Tear your flesh from your bones. Fresh meat, fresh meat. Why are you so hungry, friends? Slim pickings here in the shadow fell. Not often we find those with real fresh meat. What if I told you that I could take you somewhere that had a lot more um, abundant hunting? Cannot leave the shadow fell. Shadow sustains us. So if you were to leave the shadow fell, you would not live long. Wither and die like wither and die like the weaklings on the material plane. We have run through this shadow fell for hundreds of moons. Uh, so these guys, this is above game, uh, so they're nothing like the shadow hounds that we face way back in No, Wonder. these are not like the shadow mastiffs. These seem to be what would have once been ordinary dire wolves, but they've been in the Shadowfell for so long that they've essentially become inextricably linked to the Shadow. Okay. Um, okay, in that case... So I'm, we now know this location, don't we? Yes. Okay. Um, Bridge of Sorrows. Okay. Yep. If you help us, I can bring seven... Uh, would they know what cows are? Can I make that assumption? You can make that assumption. You can uh, offer them fresh meat, seven beasts. Yeah. Yeah, I will bring seven beasts as big as you are if you help us complete our task please make a persuasion check and if you are proficient in animal handling I'll allow you to add <laughs> I'll allow you to have expertise on the check I fucking wish because <laughs> Bulb is the plant is yeah. a plant druid he's not a <laughs> animal one yeah that would have been so useful oh nice Oh, that... Fuck. Uh, it was a five. However... I'm going to use an inspiration to re-roll that, because if I, can get a, if I can get this help, that will be more worthwhile than save, passing a save later. It will. That's a 14. 14. The wolves look at each other. The DC was 16. Of course. The wolves oh. say, We will not help you, but we will go halfway. Give us food right now, 
and we will leave you and the girl in peace. Here's something I didn't think I'd need to do. Open up my fucking inventory. Where? I don't know how to find my inventory. Something's happened to my Google and I can't get to it. Uh, I have a stock of how many rations I have, but I'm willing to give up any food that I might have on me. Since technically yeah. I don't need to eat. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't have any rations on me. Just use my vines. You'll um, realize soon enough why the DC was 16. In, by the way, even though that mm. was a very appealing offer, and most wolves would have accepted that immediately, but you'll realize yep. why these ones didn't soon. Um, I'm now just trying to figure out how to get my fucking. Uh, there we go. Possibly, possibly, possibly. Come on. Sorry. Um, a, that's okay. An actual option on my Google. Chrome has just disappeared, so I couldn't access Excel. Yeah, your, but I your figured inventory. It out now. Ah, lovely. Yeah, <laughs> it's just loading. Because I want to see if I do actually have any rations. I have eight rations, so yeah, I'll give them all eight rations. You take out all of the rations from your pack, place them on the ground before you, and the wolves look at each other, licking their lips. Acceptable, barks the wolf as he dashes forwards, gathers up gathers up three or four rations in his mouth, and then the other two wolves grab their fill, and then all three wolves scatter, darting into the tree line behind you. A few seconds later, you hear a distant howl. Oh, they weren't the alphas. Perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. Perhaps. Okay, oh, interesting, interesting. Oh, thank the gods, says the woman as she emerges from the darkness inside the burnt-out shack. She says, oh, I thought they were going to run me down and kill me. You saved my life. I don't know how I can ever repay you. She looks at you with puzzling look on her face. What do you mean? Just gestures around to everything goes, this is a very dark and evil place. How are you here? Evil, says the woman. There is a lot of danger here to be sure, but why would we not live here? Live in the Shadowfell? She looks at you, raising an eyebrow. She says, Shadowfell? Okay, let's start this over. Where are you from, exactly? She says, I am from the city of Arujni, to the northwest. Uh, this is bringing up a lot of questions. Where... What? She says, I was out gathering food for the meal tonight when those wolves came upon me. 
communist. She says, well, it's possible that she may be referring to the Shade Walk, but perhaps not. I'm such I have charisma for days and I can't think of how to ask these questions. She says, I gathered herbs. Are there other planes? Are you going to ask that? Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, are there other planes of existence? She looks at you, raises an eyebrow, and she says, What? What a strange question. She's a native of this realm. She doesn't know that there are other realms that we can travel to. That's... Wow, that's a new one. People that, she uh, looks at you and she says, Oh, you were just in time. I was gathering herbs from the forest to deliver to my sisters who do not live within the city. You saved me from those wolves. My sisters will be very grateful. She gestures to the darkness in the seemingly abandoned shack behind her, and she says, Please, why don't you come in and meet my sisters? They'll be very glad that you saved my life. Perhaps they will offer a reward. Uh, Oh, so this is where you live. (laughs) I wish I had better fucking insight. She nods and she says, I do not live here. I'm from the city. But my sisters live out here. They prefer to be in touch with nature. I shudder oh. if I, I shudder mm-hmm. to think how they would despair tonight if they had seen those wolves run me down. Would they be what you would call druids? She looks at you and then she nods furiously and she says, Yes, yes, druids. Can I incite her? You can yeah, make an incite I wish I freaking could, because this is just like, there's so uh, many alarm bells going off here. Uh, that's a 21. Just the way that she answered that kind of got me. <laughs> the way she says druid, it is as if she's not familiar with the word. Now... It's possible she's hiding something from you, but it's also possible that she's just very confused. After all, to a native of this realm, you would appear very strange. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just the way she went, drew it, and then quickly went, yes, yes, that's it. It was um, just kind of like how exactly. someone would go, well, this like work, money. yes. Now, is, is there anything odd about, like, strange about her since, you know, we've actually had a chance to have a proper look at her? Make an you know, investigate check, on. please, Bobbit. Okay. Well, I guess as strange as could be described uh, as strange oh, as people from a different realm. Uh, that is a 24. It's bizarre. She looked like a young woman as you saw her running across the bridge but now that you're in front of her and she's perhaps better illuminated in the light of your torches and Sir Lucian's flickering flame, you see deep wrinkles running across her face and it seems almost as if she's more of an old woman 
Can I use my daily detect magic? You can. You tap your staff to the ground. Instantly, the woman and the inside of the building light up bright purple. Illusion magic. God, um... What did you just do with your staff? Asks the woman. Magic from a foreign land? I insist to know more. will oblige you if you tell me why there is illusion magic basically smothering this place. Illusion magic? She says, well, my sister's one must... Thing look like something else. She says, well, that would be because my sisters must disguise their dwelling so that it is not set upon by bandits or monsters. Come inside and you will see everything is Fine and normal. Perhaps my sisters will even offer you a nice meal. And as she says this, indeed, you can get a whiff of something coming from inside the shack. The smell of... Smell of tasty home-cooked stew. Something you haven't eaten since perhaps the last time you were in Port Nianzaru. Mm. Uh, um, game. I'm putting money down that these guys are hags. (laughs) Yeah, I had that thought as well. The woman sniffs the air. Oh, my sisters have already got it on the boil with the herbs I produced. It should be ready very soon. Please, please come inside, meet my sisters, and enjoy a nice meal. Didn't you say that you were gathering the herbs for the meal before you got chased back by the wolves? She looks at you and she says, Yes, yes. It is a recipe that cooks very quickly. So, in the time that we... You can make your insights in horn. 23. I'm going to try on this one because it's just like, come on. There are some holes in the woman's story and she seems very intent on getting you to enter the guard outpost. Um... So was the illusion magic on just the area, or was it on the woman itself? On the woman um, herself? Uh, well, I, yeah, you heard me say smothering this place, yes. so yeah. you can assume a lot. Because I can't exactly say it outright while she's right there in front of us. Um, Zinhorn's going to do a dispel magic on All the right. woman. So Zinhorn, you raise your staff and cast Dispel Magic, and suddenly the guard outpost is stripped away, revealing in its place an earthen mound, a cave dug into the side of the ravine. Inside, a black pot 
burn, a black cauldron burns over a campfire, and you see two incredibly ancient-looking robed women gathering around it, cackling. <laughs> oh, the woman who you were talking to oh, is now revealed for what she is. She sees you, shakes her head, and says, This could have gone so much easier as her two sisters behind her reach for their staves and climb to their feet. Please roll for initiative. Well, As Bulb reaches for his staff, he's going to yell Coven in disgust. Coven's <laughs> well, eleven, imminent, but that doesn't mean she's not completely pissed off about this. <laughs> Bulb does not like. That's a twenty-four. Hags. I'm terrified. The amount of times nineteen has popped up on my dice tonight. That's a uh, twenty-two. I don't like their name. Hmm. Yes. Elder Night Hags, indeed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to suck. Like <laughs> Although, I do like the map. Where do you... I just Google to find these maps. Yeah, I'm really good, man, but Jesus Christ, this is going to suck. Let me get some battle music. So I realise this entire session's been in silence, but I feel this should I mean, use some battle music. I, I mean, considering where we are... Yeah, I know, that's why I did it, but... Okay, so what we was those initiative scores? 24. Uh, we have had a rest, that's right. We yes, have had a rest. 22. And Bulb, what did uh, you 11 get? for these three. Yep. Okay, so Zinhorn, you are up first, and because you dispelled magic, the hags do not get a surprise round. Oh, thank oh, God. God. Thank you, Zinhorn. I was about two questions away from doing it myself, but thank <laughs> I'm you. For getting a, I was getting annoyed at them. No, fair, fair. I was going to try and catch her out in the lie before I did it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, the only reason I haven't done it yet. Well, since they're nice and clumped up, Zinhorn is going to grab a beta fireball that was given to him and just fling it right Directly in the into middle the midst of them. Very well. So that will be an 8, a 12, and a 14 on their deck saves. Oh, good. Um, I was actually looking at the right part of the... My... Uh, 86. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's 6, 11, 16... Uh, 16 and 20, and that is 23, 25, 25, and 2 is 27, and 20 is 28 points of fire damage. Lovely. Very nice. Okay. Mm. So now it is Bobbit's turn as the fireball beat explodes and the cackling turns into screams. Also, Zinhorn's <laughs> going to move just off to the side. Good idea. Just away from the group. Yep, Zinhorn just rushes off to the side. You're up, Doesn't, li- doesn't like being in a clump. No. No, that is understandable. <laughs> that is fair. Yep. <laughs> Our past experience, that is uh, very fair. Mm-hmm. Righto. Well, 
Bulbit is going to cast... You know what, just to be fun, she's going to cast Eldritch Blast at Night Hag number two. Yep, go ahead, roll to hit her. Okay, I'm gonna... Uh, does a 19 hit? It sure does. Cool, you're gonna watch as the blast goes to hit her and Bobbit just saying a very angry word in, um... Da -da 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 -da. Uh, crap, which one? Abyssal. Which language do I have? We'll go Abyssal. Yeah, Abyssal. Abyssal's the one I have. Just, yeah, causes it to just collapse on itself and explode into another fireball. So Hag 2 passes, Hags 1 and 3 do not. What did Hag 2 get? Hag 2 got a 19. Ooh, just. Yeah. That's for effort. Okay, that's a 5th level... Fireballs, so that's going to be d6 for a regular one third, so that's going to be 10 d6. One big whammy. Oh, come on, really? <laughs> okay, How much damage did they take? Not, not a single one of those rolls went over bloody. Yeah, that's 27 points of fire damage to the one, one and three. Yep. And since these the bonus action to blow it up, that's all I believe I can. Yep. That's all I have for my turn. I am going to... You're going to move? move. Yes, I'll, I'll move over to the left a bit. Yep. <laughs> Rush over to the left as far as you can go. It is now the Night Hag's turn. <laughs> Alder Night Hag 1 runs forwards as far as she could go. And then she laughs, <laughs> using her stupefying cackle. Oh, oh. No. Uh, so, each creature within 30 feet of the hag, able to hear the hag, must succeed on a DC 18 charisma save. And I have disadvantage because of goddamn dread. That's no. I best saving. Wait, yeah, no, it's a. Um, ability, I'm so. not within 30 feet. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Fuck you, oh, bitch. I, you said, how much did you say the DC was? 18. But Zinhorn and Bobbit, Zinhorn and Bobbit are both in, and so are Dragonbait and Messica. Yes, I, even with disadvantage, I rolled an 8, so that's 8 plus 10, which just scrapes past. Yep, Zinhorn. Uh, that's a 16. Oh, dear. 16, okay, so Bobbit, you are fine. Chris is my worst save. I only have a plus one for it. You are yeah, fine, but Zinhorn, you take 16 points of psychic damage and fall unconscious for one minute or until oh. you take damage or someone uses an action to shake you awake. Well, Messica also fails, takes the oh. psychic damage and falls to the ground unconscious. Oh, Dragon crap. bait passes. Oh dear. Alder Night Hag 2 rushes forwards and she points her finger at Bobbit mm -hmm. and casts Hi. Finger of Death. Yeah, yay. Please make a con save, Bobbit. And you just um, do normal because your disadvantage cancels your. Okay, well, it's. Not bad, but I'm terrified of what I could possibly get from that. Oh, I'm gonna guess that a 13 does not pass. This Unfortunately, is the DC is 18. 
Yeah. Jet of mm. green magic energy shoots from the hag's finger, striking you in the chest, and you take 68 points of necrotic damage. God, just literally shaved my fucking health in half. <laughs> oh, God. Elder Night Hag 3 cackles. <laughs> Come and join us, our pets. And then the shadows within the cave coalesce, and the three shadow wolves step out into the oh, cave. You wolves, we had That's why. Why. Come with the wolves. I wasn't going to, it, but... They're why. still under animal friendship. They are, yes. So at least that is, well, on that lovely note, I'm going to be right back. And if they are on a separate initiative count, so Bulb, it is your turn. Although, stupidly, the fucking shadow wolves are too close together for me to get what I want done. I need to look up a spell, scroll all the way down, all the way down, all the way down. I just need to do some mapping, sorry. Yep, that's fine. Tiny. Yeah, I'm going to cast Fuck uh, fuck you. Why'd you have to do this to me, man? <laughs> uh, uh, if Missy would shut up, I'd be able to fucking think. Can't conjure lightning because we're fucking indoors now. Yes. Uh, I can't use sunbeam because that's a sixth level, and I've just used sixth level fucking spell. What would you like to do? Uh, fuck it, firestorm. <laughs> All right. Here, 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 here. I have enough. It's yep. nine ten foot squares, so yep. it's enough to cover all of them. Yep. Um, so they they're going to make all have saves. to make dexterity saving throws. Yep. They need to beat a nineteen. Okay. So hag number two passes. Everything else fails. Okay. I now have to roll seven d tens. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hey, wouldn't you know what I had? Seven D tens up here. Mm. Wow. Um, that was a lot of good rolls, actually. Forty forty-four fire damage. Forty-four fire damage. Lovely. I may have just nuked the area with a firestorm. Yep, and we're not. I like it. I hit the shadow wolves, but it was the only way that I could do a decent anything. Yeah. Well, Mm. it's still. Uh, um, Yeah, and then I'm going to. um, I know the map doesn't accurately represent 
the area, but am I able to just like move back here so that I'm yep, just not in the group? Move back to the entrance cool. of the cave. Yep. So you run just so I'm in the group. back as you can. Okay. It is the Shadow Wolves' turn. Oh. So Shadow and I Wolves. I just broke. <laughs> Shadow. They are charmed. They cannot attack Bowl, but. Oh, I oh wait, yeah, you know you broke that, charm. yeah. So yeah. Shadow Wolf 2 and Shadow Wolf 3 run towards Zinhorn. Oh, yeah. So Zinhorn is unconscious, so they're going to attack with advantage. It's going to suck. So the first... So first they make their oh, bite attack, and that is a 19 and a 22. 19 misses. Yep, the 22 hits. So Zinhorn, you take 16 piercing damage. You wake up, but now you must make a strength save to avoid being knocked prone. There is so much. So much. <laughs> uh, that uh, is a 21. 21. They fail to knock you prone, but that's okay because they now go in with their claw attacks. <laughs> That is an that's 18, okay. 18 okay. and a 15, so neither hit you. Yay. And then Shadow Wolf Run bounds towards Bobbit. Oh, please, please don't. Goes in for a bite attack. That is an 11, so Bobbit, you duck as it bites, <laughs> chomping the air in front of you. And then it slashes no, with you. its claws at the 13. No, thank you. It is now the... Yep. I'm sorry, Zinhorn. I just realised that one of my six level spells could have been up. It's grassed. Ah, uh, yes, it could have been. <laughs> it is the ally's turn. Messiker is unconscious, but Dragon Bait rushes forwards towards Elder Night Hag number one and swings his Holy Avenger. He rolls a 22, hitting her, dealing seven points of damage. And then he is going to expend a 5th level smite on her. Dealing an additional 30 points of radiant damage. So 37 altogether. Goddamn, max smite. And then he swings his Holy Avenger at her again. Gets a 26. And deals 13 points of damage. All together, he dealt a fair bit of damage. I was going to say, I like Messica the most for story reasons, but outside of that, yeah, no, I uh, dragon bait, hoo ha ha. Artus <laughs> walks forwards and uses his action to shake Messica awake. She groans as she crawls to her feet. It is Sir Lucian's turn. He rushes up to Shadow Wolf number one. And attacks with his sword. So that is two hits. One of them is a nat 20. He deals 52 points of damage to Shadow Wolf 1. It yelps as he bisects it with his sword. It is now Zinhorn's turn. Okay. So, Zinhorn is going to, just having a look at the table of what I can do. Um, so, 
Sean is going to transform into a Uh, let's just go with a monstrous centipede. Monstrous yeah. centipede, lovely. Zinhorn grows about nine hundred and ninety-eight more legs. Ah. <laughs> and is going to charge straight past these wolves over yep. to Nighthag Three. Yep. So the wolves get attacks of opportunity at you. Uh, let's yeah, see how they go. They bite with their gnashing teeth. That is a 13 and a 20. The 13 misses. The 20 hits you for 15 points of piercing damage, and you must make a strength save of DC 16 or be knocked prone. Uh, that is a 18. 18. You are fine. You get to... Elder Night Hag 3, go ahead and attack her. I'm going to bite. Which Yay! Is it natural 20? Oh, oh lovely, yep. Boy. So you hit her, double the damage. So that is 2d6, that is 7 plus 5 is 12 times 2 is 24 points of piercing. 24 points of and piercing. Can I please get a constitution save? Yep, she's going to get a con save of 21. Ah, uh, she makes a con save. That's fine. Okay, but that was some good damage. Uh, oh, she does take damage from it, though. She takes poison damage, doesn't yep, she? Yep, half of it. Yep. So it's another 66. Uh, well, that's a lot of force. 4, 8, 12, 16. Um, 16 and 3 is... 19 and 2 is 21 divided by 2, so 10 points of poison damage. Lovely. Okay, it is Bobbit's turn. Okay, it was not, it was Elder Hag 2 that hit me with the finger of death. It was, yeah? yes. Yeah, yeah Bobbit's just gonna say, you know, Alessandra's actually gonna tag in, look at the scorch mark on her, and go, oh no, we're not dealing with this today, and it's going to use Tasha's otherworldly guise. <laughs> to go into her lower planes form, just spread the wings out and just make a straight beeline towards straight her. Straight to Elder Knight Hag <laughs> 2, flapping your wings, yeah. swooping down towards yeah. her. And yeah, I'm going to make two cracks with my uh, my staff. <laughs> just, yeah, just, yeah, as it goes in, just yells out in friggin' Abyssal going, let's see you try that again, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a 24 on the first hit. That is a hit. And I'm going to use my staff of striking. I'm going to add uh, three, or spend three charges to get an extra three d six force damage on that. So that's ten points of bludgeoning, and then uh, eight points of force damage. And then because I'm in this form, I can go again. So swing the staff around again, make another crack. That is a soft twenty. Soft 20, yep. That is a hit. And we're going to go once again, spend another three charges of the staff, and just go again. So that is max damage on the bludgeoning. So it's 13 points of bludgeoning, and then... Seven. And 13 points of force damage. Nice. Just so absolutely and utterly just cracks into this thing. 
yeah, uh, Elder Knight Hag 2 is not expecting that. Her cackle turns into a <laughs> scream as she recoils away. It is the Elder, it is the Hag's turn. Elder Knight Hag 1 is going to roll to see if she gets her stupefying cackle back. She does not. So instead, she just raises her finger, points it at Sir Lucian, and casts Finger of Death. So Lucian's going to make a nine on his con save. Oh, God. Why are you rolling like M1? (laughs) (laughs) Sir Lucian takes... Let's see... That's 7d8 plus 30... So Lucian takes 68 points of necrotic damage. Well, hmm. Yeah, same as me. Uh, Let me just... I have to get a calculator for his HP because he's got so friggin' much. (laughs) How much? He's gone from a ton to, well, slightly less He's gone down to 135. Jeez. And then... Elder Elder Night Hag 2 is going to use her stupefying cackle, opening her mouth and laughing. (laughs) So I need Zinhorn and Bobbit to please make charisma saves. DC 18. That is an unnatural 20 this time. Yep. Um, 29. So, yep, she just, just laughs. Just, just tilt the head to the side going, oh, that's cute. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> and Elder Night Hag 3 points her finger at Zinhorn and casts Finger of Death. Zinhorn, you need to make a con save, please. Okay, con save. I was hoping that Night Hag 2 would have tried that shit on me again. I wanted to. <laughs> Just fucking bring it on this time. What's my con is a plus five. That is a 12. A 12. You take 60 points of necrotic damage as the jet of green energy strikes you. Oh. At least you're in a bonus HP form. (laughs) Shadow Wolf. Oh, yeah, that's not their turn yet. It is now Bulb's turn. Okay. Um, I am had a plan, and now it is gone. Like, just um, do they look like they have items on them that they're no? They appear to be cast. Well, they're wearing you know they're they're wearing necklaces that are covered in bones and skulls and things. It could be any number of charms, but you don't know any if any of them have any actual magical effect. Okay. Um, who looks like they would hit harder? Zinhorn or Bobbit in, in their current forms? Probably Bobbit. Okay, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on Elder Night Hag 2. Yep. She's... Uh, oh, is that a... That is a wisdom save, I yes, believe. Yes, going to make... That it is an eight. Yeah. Oh wow! So she. Yeah. Oh fuck! I don't have distant whispers up. I think it's three d six. I've got a dog currently on. <laughs> That's fair. Everyone loves that. Distant whispers. There we go. Ah, oh, distant whispers. 
So she failed, uh, which means she takes... 3d6 psychic damage, so I'll roll that. Thirty-seven damage, but that's not where the real threat comes from. She now no. needs to run away from me. She needs to move. She needs to use her reaction to run as far, far away from away me from as possible. She can drawing an attack of opportunity from Bobbit. Exactly. Ah! She shrieks as she runs away. Yeah, you can just take a lovely uh, Eldritch Blast to the back for your troubles. Go ahead. <laughs> Eldritch Blast. Technically, I get to fire off all three blasts because it's a two trip in it only. Okay, so we have a 29, a 27, and a 19. All of them hit. Yeah, just, ah, oh, no, you don't get to leave. I feel that my decision was well made. <laughs> just as she's going, just puts the hand, just a little like freezer style, just puts the finger up. It's like, ah, oh, no, no. Okay, so eight. This is how you make a first three points of force damage as these blasts just <laughs> rain down on her as she's trying to run away. This is how you make a first level spell useful at level 14. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's she looking? Uh, how much damage did she take? Uh, 34 points of force damage. Mm, 34 points. She's looking quite hurt, but still up. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, and then... Yep. Bonus action... Nothing. Uh, bonus nothing. action shield. Oh, no. yep. Get your shield up. Good, good. Yep. It is the <laughs> enemy's turn. Is the, it is uh, the Shadow Wolf's turn. Shadow Wolf 2 runs towards Sir Lucian, goes in for its bite attack. That is a nat 20. It hits Sir Lucian, but he's going to nullify the damage with his adamantine plate. So he takes... 10 points of piercing damage and passes the strength save. So happy I gave that to him. 25. It then lashes out with its claws and is unable to pierce his shield. Shadow Wolf 3 runs up to Zinhorn in his centipede form. Goes in for a bite attack. That is 13 with a bite attack. 13 misses. It then lashes out with its claws with a 27. That's going to definitely hit, I would say. That's it, yes. You take 14 points of piercing damage. It is okay. the companion's turn. Artis runs forwards 10 feet, bringing him in range of casting haste on Bobbit. Oh, 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 oh. Points his staff at Bobbit and casts haste. Bobbit, you get plus two to your AC. Oh. It is Messica's turn. She rushes up to Shadow Wolf number two and makes her two Kopesh strikes, making sure she makes her fainting attack first. And she hits it for... 13 plus, ooh, 26 points of damage, sticking one of her Kopech blades through its neck, killing it. Dragon bait I'm rage. I'm sad to see them die, but... Oh, yeah, no. 
I change you. <laughs> Dragonbait raises his Holy Avenger sword and strikes the older Night Hag in front of him. Rolls a 13, unable to hit her. But he then goes again for his second attack, rolling a 17, just hitting her, dealing 7 points of slashing damage and 9 points of piercing damage. He is then going to expend a spell slot to smite, dealing 23 damage, so 40 damage altogether. God damn. She recoils ah, as he strikes her. It is Sir Lucian's turn. Sir Lucian turns... Uh, Sir Lucian rushes up to Elder Knight Hag 1, and he attacks twice. So 2d20. He hits her twice, dealing... 30 points of damage, and she shrieks, ah! as he lops off her head. And it goes tumbling to the ground. And then he foregoes his third attack to turn to Bobbit and shout, Now's your chance, Bobbit, go! Giving Bobbit an attack. Oh, okay. So I just get the one attack? Or... Get the one casting of your Eldritch Blast if you want. Uh, sure, sure. I'm actually going to... I want to save Elton, the, the hag for my turn, because I know I go before her. Yep. So mage and Eldritch Blast at the Shadow Wolf that's currently bugging Zinhorn. Yep, go ahead, roll to hit it. <laughs> just, yeah, just the turn the hand goes, be with you in just a minute. Mm -hmm. So that is a 24 on the first blast. That is a hit. 22 on the second. Hit. And a 22 on the third. All hits. So Shadow Wolf can have Twenty-seven points of force damage to the Shadow Wolf. Twenty-seven points of force damage. You hit it with your three beams, sending it flying into the wall of the cavern. It hits the ground, <laughs> limp, dead. Ah, uh, yay! Zinhorn, it is your turn. Well, since I am a monstrous centipede with his hag pointing his dirty great finger at me, <laughs> I'm going to bite the finger. Ooh, nice! <laughs> Go ahead, roll to hit the hag. And that is a 19 to hit. That is a hit. Roll the damage. And let me... It is 2d6. So that is 9 points of piercing. Yep. And then a con save, please. She got a 21. Oh, that's okay, though. 6 and 5. And five is that sixteen and four is twenty and four is twenty-four and two is twenty-six, so thirteen points of poison damage. Thirteen points of poison damage, nice. And oh. just for added flare I have uh, I'm going to have my vine swing. Yep, to hit it, go ahead. Uh, that's a natural twenty. Natural twenty. Ooh nice. Roll your damage, double it. Um, that is 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage, nice. She's looking quite beaten up. 
It is Bobbit's turn. Okay, so just to understand, um, now, how many times can I use a cantrip on a single turn? Um, normally only once. That's okay. That that that's okay. But I with haste, you can thing. do it twice. That's okay. I have I have a better plan. As much I could do two Eldritch Blasts, or I could go for my other option to get not one but four attacks. Yep. So which hmm. hag's gonna be the victim? I think we both know which one that's gonna be. Elder Hag too, very well. So yep, we'll just spread your wings and blur across the cavern towards her with blinding speed. Get up to her, look her dead in the eye. She she's looking ridiculously beaten up, right? Not ridiculously, but quite yeah. beaten up. Okay, it's well, possible your we'll possible your flurry of attacks may kill her. Yeah, we'll look her in the eye and go. This place may be where we die. And as she says that, we'll cast Grim Scythe on her staff and goes, but you'll be dust long before that happens. Yeah. And she's going to take not one, but since I have two attacks per action, I'm going to use all four swings of my scythe on her. All four swings of your scythe? Go ahead, roll them all at once. Alright. Tell you how many hits. Okay. We have 28. Hit. And... Uh, I believe that would be 32. Hit. Another 28. Hit. And an 18. Hit. All four hit. Okay, this is where we get to the fun part. Because now we get to go... Just roll this all together. Roll... 4d... 10 plus 7 times 4 is 28. Ooh. Happy days. 52 points of necrotic damage as oh. it just absolutely cleaves into her just over and over again. So close, you leave her on 3 HP. Oh, come on! <laughs> She's, yeah, Fine. very, very hurt. And she... That's pulls fine. herself up from the ground, bleeding, and just looks at you and says, Oh, let it be! It is the hag's turn, and Elder Knight mm-hmm. Hag 2 is going to use Psychic Scream. Mm-hmm. She's going to select everybody within 90 feet, and I need everybody to make an intelligence save, please. You sure you don't want to just use finger of death? Well, she can't. Mom, She's got none of them left. That's rude. Intelligent. I think I'm about 100 feet away. Yeah, no, except for Bulb. Yeah, Bulb's fine. Bulb doesn't have to oh, roll. Damn, luck. Awesome. It's a 24. <laughs> 24. Uh, 19. 19. So Lucian failed, and so did Bobbit. God damn it. So... Zinhorn, you take. Uh, Zinhorn, let me. How do I halve this? Zinhorn, you take twenty-eight points of psychic damage. Oh. Bobbit, you take fifty-five and are stunned. Oh, you goddamn it! The psychic scream let hits me you. Kill you, you fucking you know, uh, no, So Lucian takes fifty-five and is stunned. Just say it's not a spell, so I can't even count this crap. No. So Lucian uh, goes down to 75. 
Dragon Bait takes 55 and is stunned. I hate this. Messica takes 55 and is stunned. Artist does not. God. Damn it. And then it is Elder Night Hag 3's turn. And what is she going to do? Let me see. <laughs> uh, she's also going to use Psychic Scream. I would like everyone to make intelligence saves again. Oh, good. This is going to probably kill Actually, this will kill me regardless of how I, I save or not. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. Oh, I've got a six. Yep, you got a six. You're in rage of this what? one, Bold. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what was the DC, just out of curiosity? Cause I'm 20. Pissed oh, wait, no, yeah, not no, 20. Me. 19. So, wait, I did pass then. Did you? I passed that last one because I got a 19. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, you passed. So, half the damage you took and you're no longer stunned. Well, that's fine. I mean, I'm probably still going to die for this one, but. Crap, I'm so, to take the last one. Who got below you're 19? Too- I think it was bold. I got 20 this time. Yep, um, so, so Zinhorn and Bobbit, you take 20... 23... 28 points of psychic damage each. I'm out of centipede form. Yep. Uh, bold, you take 57 points of psychic damage and you are stunned. Yeah. Uh, 57, 57, 57. Oh, I realized that first psychic scream like lost concentration on the bloody four. Guys, not other but that's alright. That first one you can roll again because I thought you failed. So Zinhorn's back into his base form. And I'm stunned. Okay, cool. So Lucian nat one on his save. Fuck me. Which means he takes double damage. Can you imagine if we all died right now? Yeah, so, it's, it's a possibility. So Messica goes down. She rolls yeah. her first death save. It is a pass. And Sir Lucian goes down. He rolls his oh first. He rolls his first death save oh. with disadvantage. Oh, wait, why disadvantage? Because his Shadowfell despair. Shit. He fails. So he's one down, Messica's one up. Oh, God. Okay, it is Bulb's turn. Oh, wait, Bulb is stunned. Yep. So we skip Bulb over Bulb's turn, and the only companion who is not stunned is Artis. Oh, God. <laughs> so Artis runs forward as far as he can, and he casts Firebolt on Elder Night Hag 2. And he hits her... Did he just steal my fucking kill, you piece of shit? And she screams oh. as his flames hit her and she goes down. Oh, god damn it. It is now Come Sir on. Lucian's turn and he's going to roll with... Who his cast his... haste? Ah, uh, Artis. He and he's did he lose the... concentration no, when he, he was did hit? not. He's kept the concentration okay. up. It is now Sir Lucian's turn. He's going to roll his death death save with disadvantage. It's... That is a nat one. And he's dead. He's you dead. see Sir Lucian. You see Sir Lucian just go. Oh, 
as he braids his last. God damn, this is the third time. Wait, is this the third time he's died? How many are we up to at this point? No, second. This is the second time uh, he's, he's second. died. If yeah. I died, it would have been first. Wow. I got him. I... It is now Zinhorn's turn. Well, Zinhorn is a little pissed. And is going to. Uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Um, so what happens when you keep changing your spells? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have what I wanted to do. Mm. So, you know what? Zinhorn is going to cast uh, Summon Elemental. Yep. And is going to ca- uh, create a water elemental behind the hag. Yep. Grab that water elemental behind the hag. Yep. And then going to get the elemental to whelm, attempt to whelm the. Hag. Yes. Yep. Hag is going to make her save. That is Strength a seven. Oh, she gets whelmed by the uh, by the uh, elemental doing uh, ten points of bludgeoning damage and yep. is now restrained within. Now restrained within the elemental. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. Right, that's your turn done then. Okay. Yeah. Bobbit, you're up. Okay, so we have Alessander beat this shit, consistently been bombarded with psychic attacks, so it's probably bleeding from several orifices, no longer in demon form, is but going taste to is just. still active. There's taste, yeah, it's just going to move. So the older hag and the water elemental are technically in the same spot, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Just. Yeah, just looks at the elder hag that's currently just enveloped in this giant being of water. Is going to move down just enough so she's in the same line as the water elemental. Yep. About here. Oh, wait, not there. Just back here still. Yep. Ooh, that works. It's going to look and go, you know what? It's just, you know what? Forget the fancy speeches. Reaches into a pocket, pulls out a spell, so a very old-looking spell scroll, and just goes... This is meant for Keeper. I'm sure it'll work just as well on you. It's going to use a scroll of lightning bolt on the water elemental yeah. with the Elder Hag. Yeah, that's going to double the damage. She's going to yeah. roll to dodge. That's going to be with disadvantage. Yeah, she dodged, yeah I was going to say, inside that. That is an 11. Yeah, no, big old fail. So that's double damage. So roll damage and then double it. Yep. Okay, I'm going to enjoy this because, god damn it. I hate hags. There's one thing I hate more than liches, it's hags. Seems like every time we get involved with these assholes, somebody dies. <laughs> yeah, that's 48 points of lightning damage. 48 points of damage, and she just shrieks as the lightning bolt hits her and surges through the water elemental, blowing her to pieces. <laughs> just, uh, just, yeah, Alessandra's just looking going. Ah, oh, thank God, and just collapses backwards. And combat is over. 
Yeah, I'm guessing with haste gone, uh, Alessander now has a little resistance. Bulb is going to go up to Sir Lucian and start searching his body to find 1,000 gold pieces. Oh, wait, wait no. I'm going to search like Sir yeah. Lucian's body for gold. Ah, if you have the 1,000 gold pieces, let me check how yes. much he has. How much gold has Sir Lucian got on him? He has 400. Ah, oh, for God's sake. Making donations for the revival of Sir Lucian. Watch Alessander just... Ball still on the ground, just pulls out a coin bag and goes, There's a thousand in there, tell him he fucking owes me, and go collapses. <laughs> and are we gonna rest here tonight, or are we gonna find somewhere else? Uh, I suspect here would probably be the safest, as we just killed the inhabitants. And, yeah, well, yeah, the hags had this place, and there's not gonna be much that's gonna be willing to come and attack you in a tag den. Yeah. We also need to search the place and the bodies, but I'm busy. Yep. Okay, I'm going to drag Lucian to, like, the back of the cave, so it's far away from the entrance. Yep. And I'm going to spend one hour casting Reincarnate. Reincarnate on Sir Lucian. Very well. Yes. Fines. (laughs) So, someone get in contact with him and ask him to roll a D100. (laughs) I will roll it now. Very well. So you drag Sir Lucian's lifeless corpse to the very back of... If he comes back as a gnome, I'm going to laugh so hard. To the very back of the cave. Drag him to the very back of the cave and draw the wards around him and begin reciting to reincarnate him while everyone else searches the hag's den. I go like, over to Messica and do a level one cure wounds. Yes, you were her, lovely. She opens she her eyes, gasps for breath, and, of health. and then climbs to her feet. Bobbit, please make an investigate check. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, that's my nat 20. I could have used you while I was beating that hag to death. Surprisingly, there is little of value in the hag's yeah. den, save for one thing. Scattered in amongst their potion ingredients and old bone charms, you find a long metallic star, the oh. end of it tipped with spikes, intricate oh. carvings running down its running down its spine. Mm-hmm. As soon as you place your hand on it, you feel an overwhelming energy begin to exude from within the staff. Again, from, from just goes, I'm just going to spend 10 minutes working to identify this. Please, someone bring me something to eat. I am very much beaten up at this point. Mm-hmm. So you will <laughs> like this, Bobbit. So yeah. You're going to sit down for ten minutes. Oh, well, like sit, I say, sit down, but it's probably still just face playing. I'm on like twelve yeah. HP from that fight. So, Bobbit. <laughs> yeah. This is what you find. This is a legendary staff known as oh. Oathbinder. It was. Oh. It was oh. once a symbol of Quomex Court. Somehow, mm-hmm. in the generations since the first Emperor Quomek waged his war on Chult, 
his staff ended up in the Shadowfell and eventually wound up in the hands of these hags. Hags who could not make use of it. Requires attunement by a creature of non-evil alignment. Down through generations of holy warriors. Oathbinder is a staff, a battle staff, fashioned from gold, jade, iron, and finished wood. You gain a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this weapon. In addition, it has all of the properties of a mace of disruption. In addition, while holding this weapon, you can use an action to cast Beacon of Hope. Once used, this ability can't be used again until the next dawn. Why is it I come across a goddamn legendary item and I can't even use the damn thing? Actions have consequences. Actions I'm have consequences. I'm working on being a better person, damn it. It's going to lie here and bleed out a little bit longer. God friggin' damn it. <laughs> now I will roll a D100. Yeah, sure. Thirty-seven. Oh, lovely. Oh. Bulb casts the spell. A cloud of light engulfs Sir Lucian's corpse, filling the cave. It lingers for several moments. And then, when it disappears, Sir Lucian stands. Much thinner, a little bit taller, with pointy ears. <laughs> he, raises a, he raises a hand in greeting to Zinhorn and says, Well, hello there, brother. He is now oh, a wood elf. I'll make a wood elf. <laughs> yep. He's now a wood elf. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Just like that, he's going to live a much longer god. life. Oh <laughs> god, he is too. This is going to be. Oh, god damn it. This is the worst day ever! His strength goes down to 19, reducing Ooh. his modifier to plus 4, and his Ooh, con no. goes down by 2, reducing his HP by 14. This was a debuff for him, if anything else. Bringing his well, max... Oh, he shouldn't have died. Bringing his Dude. max HP to 195. Whoopity friggin' Jim, I am... 200? Didn't his uh, gift that he got... Oh, yeah, that yeah, right? that's right. His gift is still in effect, so... Yeah, so he still has over 200 HP. Still has 205 HP. Come on, I... God damn it. I missed my little one. This is such horse shit. I find a legendary item I can't use, and now Sir Lucian's gonna fucking outlive me. That's... And oh. he gets plus two to his dex and one to his wisdom. So his dex <laughs> becomes 12, giving him a modifier of plus 1. And his wisdom goes up to plus 4. Wow. Uh, hey, well, you know, Robert, if you want to roll the dice, just pay me a thousand gold. I just gave you a good portion of it to fucking bring this asshole back. Yeah, so you basically paid for something to get a longer life. Ah, God damn it! So Lucian just holds his hand in front of him, and he says, "A bit hardy, but on the other hand, many extra years living it up as the hero of Chult. I'll take it." Uh, 
Somebody please oh kill Bobbitt and bring her back. Bobbitt is done with this. Bob raises his staff and walks forward. <laughs> I mean, make sure you have the body first. Oh, God. Let's take it from your body. <laughs> Bob, it's just use, like, like, legitimately, if I chipped in the full amount, I've got, like, a hundred gold left, man. Do you want him to reincarnate you? No, 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 no. No, because I'm pretty sure me killing him just to reincarnate him would ruin my alignment. It would. <laughs> It wouldn't be what Bob would do. So, <laughs> you get a short rest. Great. So I Lucian, having been reincarnated, is back to full health. Does anyone have any really good healing spells? Because I, I mean, even if I burn the remaining three spell slots I have, my health is going to be absolute check shit. I could so use probably... So Lucian gives each of you a potion of greater healing. I do have heal. Yeah, but then you'd have to wait for a long rest to get that sucker back, though. Or he can yeah, use a oh. short. He can use a dice uh, to. Yeah. Or let me just burn through, let me just burn through my back. spell slots first. And I've also got regenerate. So Lucian just prances around, taking advantage of his more dexterous form, and he just drops a potion bottle into each of your laps, and he says, As a person of the woods, I will now be able to make more of these. So here, have. Okay. I think he comes back with only one health, so he may want to... Oh, yeah. You know. He just kept (laughs) one for himself, so he's going to use his last remaining one, and then he's going to spend all of his ten remaining hit dice to get back to full health. No, no, please let him prance around a bit more. I'll see if he trips on a rock first. <laughs> okay, uh, I gotta add this crap up so I know what the hell I'm going um, to use. That's what greater healing is for, isn't it? 44 plus 3 yes. spells. Oh, oh, you! Fuck off! <laughs> please, no. Is he? Okay, so that's a good start. Um, four, eight, nine, 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 twenty. Nine. So that's. 90 plus 12 is 102. Okay. There, there. I'm going to need to even try and get close to money. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I've got... No. No. I'm going to use another greater healing potion. Yep. Do that. I'm gonna use how much is a great healing potion? 44 plus four. Forty-four plus four. Alright, I'm gonna use the the one that Lucin just gave me. Six, nine, eleven, fifteen. Eleven is Okay, after using my remaining spell slots and the potion that Lucian gave me, I am now back to as close to full health as I am without using any of my hit dice. Lovely. I used... I used six... I used six hit dice, I'm back up to nearly full, and I got all my spell slots back. Yep. The last yeah. leg of the And I still have two hit dice left in case it is needed. Hopefully not. This is the last leg of the journey. 
Yeah. Who wants the uh, legendary stuff that's probably going to burn my hands if I so much as look at it? <laughs> um, I need two normal, heal- uh, normal healing potions and two graders to get back to full health. Lovely. I'm going to keep... Yeah, I'm going to keep my woodland stuff because yeah. it gives me too many bonuses. Although, as much as I would like it. Artist just looks at you, Ellison. Oh and hell no! Says, hell no! You just say you just you just say no yeah. way. And he, he yeah, just says, yeah, just like fine. looking around the room, going yeah. He's like the one person that's like, oh, I could no, no. And as we watch <laughs> Lucian prance around, Alessander just still resting on the floor because she still has a little exhaustion. Going, you officially owe me a thousand gold. I look. Pay it back soon or you're adding interest. He looks at you and he says, When we get back to my home in the forest, I will give you yes. berries. Mm. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to kill him. Bold is going to hit him. <laughs> he keeps doing that. Because <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, furbolgs are more from the forest than wood elves are. They yeah. are. Even though I'm not a natural again, He's not a natural wood elf. He doesn't even come from the forest. So you spend the next 12 hours resting in the hag's haven, recovering as best you can before you each breathe a sigh and step outside once again into the dark, life realm that is the Shadowfell and as soon as you do, as soon as Sir Lucian prances out of the cave entrance he immediately goes limp and you just hear him say, oh yes that's right, this place even as a wood elf, I can do no good here, these trees will not yield their berries to me he paints oh, damn, this is an affliction of the mind, not the fucking body of course <laughs> again well, since, like, I t- I'll tell you the same thing that I tell the hag. I might die in this place, but if you keep pissing me off, you're going to go first. <laughs> so Lucian just shrugs wordlessly and walks ahead. He says, let's get this over with. The quicker we die to the fragmented god, the quicker I can rest. Oh. I just realised I'm going to use one of my major charm of vitality, and that will actually bring me up to my full health. Oh, lovely! Which would have been smart of me to remember, but ow. this thirty-foot-wide stone bridge appears centuries old. Broken bits of bone, both humanoid and animal, inlaid into the stonework. The grey waters beneath the bridge are unnaturally still. At about halfway across the bridge, dark, smoky wisps of air flow past you, and the view of the forest ahead shifts into the entrance of a city. Massive grey gates mark passage between thick, fortified walls of dim grey stone, a twisted spire in the centre of the city towers over its walls. The air is chilly here, with the only light coming from within the city ahead at the horizon. In the distance, you make out a great mountain range which encircles the region from edge to edge. You have laid sight upon the shade walk. 
I would like everybody to make a wisdom save, please. The DC is 20. And, Bobbit, you don't have to make one. So just, okay. just Zinhorn and Bulb. Yeah, you that is that. a 25. Thank goodness for a plus 12 foot to wisdom. Saves. <laughs> I got a 17. 17. Bulb, please oh, roll no. a d6 for me. Six. Perhaps the last casualty of the ever present Shadowfell despair as you cross the bridge begin to make your way through the rotting trees towards the city ahead. Bulb, you find yourself afflicted with madness. You have I, I feel like that one should have gone with me. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> you have disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws that use intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. And you oh, gain the following flaw. I can't tell what's real anymore. Um... <sighs> Was that skill checks or just saving throws? I can't, I... Ability <laughs> checks and saving throws that use intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. And by okay, the way, well, these effects uh, are permanent until you leave the Shadowfell. Uh, um, so a greater restoration wouldn't help? Oh yeah, that would help. I'm just going to cast for greater restoration on myself immediately. Wait, I could do, we could do that? Actually, let me double check. I'm going to look in the DM yeah, guide. Just, yeah, yep. Um, Oh, unfortunately, it doesn't work. No. It says it remains present until you leave the Shadowfell and cannot be removed through other means. Okay, fair enough. The only ones immune to it are those who've lived in the Shadowfell long enough or are native to the realm. Oh, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Um, I will be right back. Who'd like to roll the d20 for the final leg of the journey? I'm pretty sure. Wait, who's the one that brought us to the freaking hags? That was that was one? not a random encounter. That was. A no, set no, encounter I, was for that I, I believe I was it was one. meant to be Bold's turn, but since he's just wandered yep, off, you like, can go ahead. Uh, I don't want to fight anymore. I've been ripped off so badly this last 24 hours. Five. Five. That is a non-combat encounter. Please roll the d20 again for me. Yay. Is there any way I could get my alignment shifted within the next five minutes? Probably with, not within the uh, next five minutes, but possibly next session. We'll see. Oh, fine. That's 16. 16. As you move towards the city and its lights on the horizon, a wall of gloomy, magical darkness begins to emerge, coalescing around you and Golfing you and giving you all a level of exhaustion if you do not pass a DC 18 con save. Oof. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> DC 18. That's a natural 19 plus 5. Yep, so mm. horn is fine. Oh. Counts as a magical effect. It so, does, so yes. Even with the disadvantage, it goes to a normal roll now. I'm back. What have I? Con save, roll I got a 19. Uh, okay. I don't have a. I don't have disadvantage to that. So that's. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's a 17. Oh, 17. 
contained. Okay. So the wall of magical darkness coalesces around you, blocking out the lights of the city ahead, and you find yourselves wandering through it for hours and hours, seemingly going nowhere. And when you emerge 12 hours later, Bulb and Sir Lucian both have a level of exhaustion. Son of a bitch. Okay, uh... Well, fuck so that's all I your other open. ability checks. But not your saving yeah. throws. <laughs> I need a new page for me to write notes on. Yeah. Uh, but this yeah. one only only lasts until a long rest, so you are fine. <laughs> yeah. You set up Level. camp one oh, last time. Seeing the lights of the Shade Walk ahead of you, you sleep calmer tonight. The despair of the Shadowfell continues to bear down upon you, but seeing those lights of the city ahead on the horizon, even with the great black spire in the centre of the city casting a foul, sinister shadow over everything else, you know that your destination is close by, and for better or worse, you are about to reach the end of your quest. And so, you get up the next day, your spirits slightly higher. Waste no time packing up your supplies. You head onwards towards the Shade Walk. I will be bringing up the map of the Shade Walk. Boy, um, here we go. Dale, I just wanted to ask, is there anywhere that I can find the madness that I have? So it's, that I just know everything and don't have to ask every time? Oh, it's not... It's just... You have disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws that use intelligence, wisdom, or charisma and gain the following floor. I can't tell what's real anymore. Um, you can find okay. it on 5 e tools by searching for Shadowfell Despair. Ah, oh, okay, thank you. Yep. Okay. The gates of the city are ahead. You emerge from the trees onto yet another lifeless grey plateau and there you see a overgrown cobblestone trail leading from the mouth of the tree line towards the gate of the city the cobblestones overgrown with sharp looking black vines that look more like razor wire than plant life beyond the gates of the city you can see a bustle of activity People in grey cloaks milling about, moving in crowds, going about their day-to-day business. The gate itself appears to be unguarded, save for two huge Shadowfell warrior statues embedded into the stone wall on both sides of the gate. What would you like to do? Right at the complexity of this puzzle. 
<laughs> you have arrived, if Bulb's calculations are correct, a day or two ahead of the... <clears throat> I found it. A day or two ahead of the druids arriving in Mesro on the material plane. And so, you have time. If you'd like to study the city ahead and see if anything of note happens, you may feel free. Otherwise, if you wish to enter the city itself, you'll have at least a day or two to get the lay of the land, determine what places of note are there within the Shade Walk, and perhaps, perhaps, find out who among its inhabitants may be less than hostile. Hmm. Well... So we got a long rest, didn't we? Not yet. Not yet, not yet. Okay, no, that's fine. fine, fine, fine. Uh, but when you get into the, you can take one here. You can camp outside the city and take a long rest and watch the city in this time. Or once you get into the city, you will get a long rest. We. It'd be good to get the lay of the land if we could ask people inside. From here, all you can see of the outside of the city is that it is it is encircled within a tall circular wall made of black stone. You can see a jumble of buildings just on the other side of the gate, and beyond them a huge black tower somewhere in the centre of the city. The layout of the city itself, you cannot determine without entering. Uh, is the stone covering it on top like a roof? Yeah, yeah. The gate itself is, it is? an archway cut into the wall. There's no, there oh, okay, isn't any so. roof. If you want, you can just fly over the walls into the city. Mm, I would like to wild shape into a giant eagle. And not fly over the top of fly, the city, but fly up in the air and but, get a yeah, layout. Just of fly the... straight up, just so I can yep get the lay of the land. That so way. bulb wild shapes into a giant eagle. He glances at you each, and then holds out his wings, taking flight. And as you fly up above the city and circle around it, Bulb, I'd like you to make a perception check. And as a giant eagle, I get um, advantage. Do. And I use my perception, don't I? Yes, you do. Use your wisdom. Oh, awesome. So that's a plus six. Oh. Uh... Um, 17. 17. So you spend about 20 to 30 minutes flying up above the city and gazing upon it below, trying to learn anything you can about its layout. You determine several things. 
Unlike Mesro, which is its mirror on the material plane, its gate, which appears to be on the westernmost side, is the single entrance to the city, which leads into a complex maze of streets and districts. The maze ends at the tall spire in the very centre, presumably Shavalak's dwelling here in the Shadowfell. Just mark that on the map as the Blight Spire. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds metal as fuck. Uh, let me see what else. The city itself spans about a mile in diameter. Just beyond the gate, you see a collection of buildings, and this appears to be the only part of the city that is actually inhabited. You can see the inhabitants of the city clad in dark hooded cloaks, making their way between these buildings through streets and across market squares. Beyond this jumble of buildings, the settlement, the rest of the city is a labyrinthine maze, a a complex network of crumbling stone corridors and tunnels. There are two other locations of note that you find. Just beyond the settlement, a large square stone structure with a pulsating red magical beacon upon it, pulsating like a heartbeat as you see it feed a as you see it feed a beam of red energy from itself to the spire in the centre of the city. I will mark this as the conduit. It's fancy. The other location of note is somewhere in the northeastern part of the maze. What appears to be a series of caravans with black tarps thrown over them, and they're arranged in a square. In the square you see what appears to be a collection of cages of different sizes. Men and women in black cloaks mill about the cages, while guards in black spiked armour watch as sentries. I'll mark this as Night's Dawn. Oh, that's not ominous at all. Mm. Return to the party, transforming back to your furbolg form to inform them of what you have found. Oh. I must have grimmarched to death takes such a long detour. Zinhorn and <laughs> Robert, you may make insight checks if you like. Ah, yeah. Mm. What did I have this... Disadvantage on. So you have disadvantage on all saving throws. Just everything. Okay, well, that's all saving throws. This insight check, you're fine. Okay. Give it a go. And that's an 11, so nah. 11? Okay. Zinborn, how did you go? So I was at the. Magical. Um, <laughs> you 
can make an insight check if you like. Insight check of 18 plus 6, I think, is my insight. Yes, that is a 24. So based on what Bulb tells you of what he saw beyond the city walls, you come to the following deduction. That the spire in the very centre is most likely Shavalak's seat of government, a place where you will find him, his throne, where he waits for you. But you also determine that the smaller building with the pulsating beacon, the conduit, is of some importance given that it seems to be feeding magic directly from its beacon into the blight spire. I would be able to make an arcana check when I have to get closer to do this. You can make one with disadvantage just based on what you've been told, but you'd probably have to actually go yeah. into the city to yeah. see, to glean yeah, more. Well, I'll, I'll try one now just to see if I can get a rough idea, but otherwise, yeah. Do one when we get inside, it's the last thing up. Well, that is a 21 with disadvantage. So based on how Bulb describes it, that there's a magical beacon pulsating like a heartbeat, sending a beam of red energy to the Blight Spire, it seems likely that perhaps it is fueling some sort of shield or barrier around the Spire. Hmm. Without going into the city and examining it up close, this is the best you can do. Hmm, yes. Possible shield. Not able to tell until we get closer inside. So, um, can I wild shape back into a giant eagle, fly up, and do anything to, to like, map out this path? You can, but <laughs> as you were flying over it, you noticed that the labyrinth Every few minutes would shift and change. Tunnels would collapse oh. in on themselves. Passages would open where there were none before. The map is not a representation of the actual oh, path. Okay. But you can try to puzzle out a indirect route, which would give some advantages when you're making your way through the maze. Sure. Right, so fly up, I'd like you to make an investigate check, or an insight check. Uh, I'll go insight. Oh, but that's a disadvantage, because... Yeah, because of your... Uh, Oh, I should have rolled the last one at a disadvantage as well. Uh, Just normal, which was the first dice I rolled anyway. Uh, But this one is disadvantage. Uh, Fuck off. Uh, It's three plus nine... So flapping your wings, you hover above the maze and you watch as several times the layout of the maze changes. Tunnels warp and shift, new passages open, old ones close. And unfortunately, you do not determine any pattern to this. And so you return to the party, transform back into a fur bulk and inform them sadly that once you're in the maze... You'll be playing it by ear. Uh, it makes sense that the maze would defend itself. 
It is possible that you could simply fly over the maze towards the spire. Yeah, considering there's a massive shield of some description, I'm going to take a bet saying no. Zinhorn, any ideas? Not really. Um, when I get through... Getting through a constantly changing maze. Yeah. So you either have to head into the maze and just play it as it goes, but perhaps you could succeed where Bulb failed and see if there's any kind of pattern that would give you an advantage once you're in the maze itself. Might as well, I suppose. Yep. So you transform into a giant eagle and fly up above the city and you see all of the things that Bulb pointed out. Please make an investigate or an insight check. Uh, that's, yeah, ins- that is a 21 for insight. You study the maze, you watch as passages collapse and new ones form, and you notice that they seem to do it with regular timing and that every time a passage opens, two passages close. You determine a rough pattern, and so when you are in the maze itself, I will allow you to make an insight check at each junction to determine what the correct choice will be. Return to the rest of the party, and now several hours have passed as you have studied the outside of the city. What would you like to do? Um, with my perception before, did I notice any, like, cages in the main settlement? No, none in the main settlement. They all appear to be in the other part of the maze, near where the caravan is. Well... For the most part, the settlement appears to be, if not for the fact that it's... On the sh- in the Shadowfell, in the midst of a huge labyrinthine maze, just a normal city. Fair enough. Oh, um, Bob is going to suggest that we maybe try and go into the city that may or may not be there because he doesn't know what's real anymore. <laughs> Yeah, he, he can't rely on anything he saw in the maze actually being there. But um, For all that Bulb is aware, the maze isn't actually changing yeah. every five minutes. If it were not for Zinhorn confirming that all of the things you saw are indeed there, <laughs> you would be questioning whether it's not just some <laughs> illusion. Uh, the maze is a lie. Everything's, everything's fake. So are you guys ready to enter the city? Or is there anything else you'd like to do? Don't know. Don't think of anything else. Messica, Dragonbait and Artis begin to walk down the cobblestone path towards the city gate. Do you stop them or do you follow them? Bulb's gonna follow them. Follow you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very well. Um, 
Uh, there's one thing I will do. Uh, yep. For some reason, considering these people may be of uh, Mesro origin, Alessandra's uh, going to put the uh, Mask of Disguise self on herself. Good idea. And what does she disguise it's herself as? Basically how she looked in a human form. Ah, as the true Alessandra. Mm-hmm. Okay. She really well and keep people from murdering us instantly, or backfire horribly and have people try to murder us afterwards. We'll find out. So you follow the others down the cobblestone path towards the huge city gate. And when you come within 20 feet of the entrance, a tremor runs through the black stone wall. It is as if the wall itself shakes. And then suddenly the two huge stone warriors emerge from the wall draw their weapons and begin to charge. Please roll initiative. Oh, wait. God damn it. This will be the last combat before you get your long breaths, don't worry. 17. 17, nice. That's a first. Do we have a map or? I'm getting it. Oh, okay, cool, cool, sorry. 15. 15, Zinhorn. And... Ooh, not good for Zinhorn. Okay. I rolled a two. I rolled a two. Oh, Wait, God. I get to go first, maybe? Yeah, you might actually get to go first. Yeah. Uh, oh? Okay. Oh, this doesn't look like a fun day. Indeed. So? Oh, no. Depends on where they roll. And as the statues begin to float, as the statues begin to charge towards you, you see a flicker of movement at the top of the wall among the battlements, and then you see two dark black entities looking for all the world like black hooded cloaks with no face or anyone within them take to the air and begin to float towards you. Bold, you are up first. Okay. Uh, so these two things are floating in the air, yeah? Yes. Cloakers one and two. Uh, well, the first thing I'm going to do is run up back here. Yep. Run as far away as you can. Yep. I'm going to use two metamagic points, and I'm going to earthbind the two shadows. Oh, good idea. Good idea. So, what check do they need to make? A DC 19 strength. Yes, because the shadows didn't have any strength. Yeah, strength. So Cloaker 1 does 18, and Cloaker 1 gets 7. Uh, Cloaker 1 gets 18, Cloaker 2 gets 7. Sorry. Well, they both get stuck to the ground, and, and yep. I'm going to keep concentration on that until these golems are gone. Both of the hooded cloaks let out a terrifying scream, a shriek and begin babbling in a language you cannot understand. As they are pulled down off the battlements and wedged to the cold grey earth beneath the gate. Bobbit, you're up next. Okay, well, I don't really want those stone golems getting any closer anytime soon, so 
I'm just going to point his uh, hand at the ground and cast it. Uh, well, what's it called again? Uh, Death's Grasp, encompassing, let's say, 30 foot square at fifth level. So it should. I believe it should get everyone, shouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty much this whole area around here. If I... Yep. What checks do they need? What saves they need to make? Um, where are we? Uh, creatures ending the turn. All it says is creatures ending the turn in the area must succeed on decks or take 3d6 to Croak. Okay, the whole area so... is now difficult to rain while they're in there. Yep, so Cloak is one of... Cloakers can't do anything about it because they just... Yeah, but yeah. they still can make their deck saves. Cloaker 1 got a 19, Cloaker 2 got a 21. The Stone okay, Golems both fail. Okay, so 3d6 for them. Not much, but, you know, chip damage is better than nothing. Yep, and it is difficult to rain. For 13 necrotic damage. 13 necrotic damage as your... As your deathly hands grasp and try to grab them as they stomp forwards, hindering their progress just a little. It is the enemy's turn. It's a cloaker one. Has a fly speed of zero. So it can only move 10 feet. So it's going to... Can they move while they're in the um, earth bind? Or is it just removes they the can, they can't fly. Um, yeah. So it slithers yeah. along the ground, darting between the grasping hands and moving 10 feet forwards. It is, a, it is a strange, uncanny sight seeing these two black cloaks slither along the ground like snakes. Would they still be inside the uh, Deathly Hands since that was different? They are, yes. Cool, Dex, please. They're going to make Dex saves. 10 and 18, so both fail. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's going to be 15 points of necrotic. 15 points of necrotic, lovely. As they slither forwards, both of them raise their hoods and there, emanating from the blackness beneath the hood, the cloaker lets out a terrible moan. I need everyone who can hear it to please make a wisdom save. Oh, yay. That is a 16 plus 12, so 28. Yep. Girl disadvantage. I got a... Uh, crap, that's a 10. I got 10? 13. Because that fucking disadvantage, fuck you. Okay, so <laughs> everyone yeah, fails except for Sir Lucian and Zinhorn. Oh. The oh. whale chills you to your bone and you are frightened. Until Yay. the end of the cloaker's next turn. It oh, is now Dragonbait's turn. He uses his movement to run as far away from the cloaker as he... Actually, he's a paladin. He's immune to fear. <laughs> it is Messica's turn, and she uses her movement to run as far away from the cloaker as she can. And Artis takes one look lets out a scream and chases after her. Mm-hmm. Dragonbait runs forwards towards Cloaker number two and swings his Holy Avenger at it, hitting it twice 
for uh, 21 points of damage. And that is the end of Dragonbait's turn. It is now Zinhorn's turn. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Zinhorn's turn. Okay, so... The two cloakers are on the ground. Yep. Now, um... Zinhorn is going to run over here. Yep. And is going to cast uh, it's, going, it's going to try something a bit different actually. Going to come up a bit closer and do investiture of ice. Yep, so you rush towards the cloaker, and please describe this spell. Um, so, until the spell ends, ice rhymes your body. Yep. And you gain the following benefits. You're immune to cold and have resistance to fire. Yep. Uh, the ground in a 10-foot radius of you is icy difficult terrain, which everyone except me is um, affected by. Yep. And then you can use your action to create a 15-foot cone of freezing wind extending from your outstretched hands in a direction you choose. Each creature must make a constitution saving throw, taking 4d6 cold damage on a fail or half as much on success. A creature that fails its save against this effect has its speed half until the end of uh, the start of my next turn. So that would be Cloaker 1 and Stone Golem 1. They're going to make their saves. Cloaker gets a 20, and Stone Golem 1 gets an 8. Okay, so Stone Golem 1 takes the full amount, and speed is halved until the start of my next turn. Roll that damage. 4d6. Uh, five and five is ten, and two is twelve, and one is thirteen points of cold damage. Lovely. Uh, to one and um, six points to the other. Yep. Okay. It is the Stone Golem's turn. Stone Golem two moves its full movement forwards. Um, is it still difficult terrain? It is, yes. So it gets right in the middle here. And then it's going to use slow, raising its hands and casting its magic, affecting dragon bait and Zinhorn. So you are both slowed. You need to make oh, you need to make a wisdom save, please. So much wisdom. That's an 18 plus 12, so 30. Yep, Zinhorn passes. Dragon Bait does not. Dragon Bait cannot use his reaction. His speed is halved, and he can't make more than one attack on his turn. Uh, I was going to activate my shield as a bonus, sorry. Stone Golem 1 stomps forwards. It has just enough movement to get to Zinhorn. 
with half its movement and difficult. Yep, just enough because it's going to step steps out of the difficult and then has just enough to get to here. It's going to make two slam attacks against you. The first is a twenty-eight. Yep. So Zinhorn, you take eighteen points of bludgeoning damage, and the second is a twenty-four. Yep. Slams you with its stone fists. You take 22 points of bludgeoning damage. It is Sir Lucian's turn. He runs to the very edge of the difficult terrain, raises his hand axe, and hurls it at cloaker number two. And that is two hits out of three, I think. What's he get on his hand axe? Yeah, two hits out of three. So that will be 2d6 plus 12. He deals 22 points of damage to the cloaker. It is now Bulb's turn again. Uh, I am uh, frightened, aren't I? Uh, yes, you're frightened, so you must use no, your movement run to run as far away as possible. Feet. 5, 10, 15, oh, 20, yeah. 25, 30. But you can still cast a spell if anything's in range. Yeah. Uh, I'm keeping my spell concentrated on. Yep. How... Uh, actually, don't worry, I can't do that, because I will hit either Zinhorn or Dragon. Yep. Bonus action, animated shield. Animate your shield. Begins to circle around yeah. you. Uh, and then I'm just going to pull out the longbow, which I've never used. And because I shot. have my braces of archery. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going to try and shoot clicker two. two. Go ahead, roll to hit it. Uh, it doesn't help when I roll a natural two, so oh, Fortunately, yeah. despite the fact it's pinned to the ground, your arrow shoots wide. You cannot hit it. Okay. I'm going to try again because I forgot that I have extra yep, attack. You do. You do. That's better. 16 plus 7. That's uh, a hit. Roll your damage. Okay. Uh, 8 piercing damage. Seven plus my dex. Uh, eight damage. <laughs> nice. Better than nothing. The cloak is looking quite tattered as your arrow hits it and tears through it. It is Bobbit's turn. Bobbit, you are frightened, so you move 5, 10, 15, 20, yeah. 25, 30 feet away. But if anything's in range, you can still go for it. True, true. Hmm. So is anything still in the um, difficult terrain at all? Uh, yes. Stone Golem 2, Cloaker 2, and Cloaker 1 are. Stone Golem 2 roll for its deck save on my oh, yeah, it its did turn. not. It did not. So let me roll for that. That is an 11. That's a failure. Oh, it's 10 points in the Croak, so slowly... Slowly wearing it away. And I can't attack Cloaker 1, can I? No. That's the one you're okay. afraid of. You can attack Cloaker 2. That's fine by me. I'll 
just lob Eldritch Blast from back here, because I know for a fact that I could hit from back here. You can, yep. 120 range. Okay, so we have a 27, 25, and 28. All hit. Oh, that's fun. Oh, no. Seven. Uh, 24 points of force damage to Cloaker number two. Blast the Cloaker, it lets out a terrifying moan. As it breaks into shreds that float away on the wind. That could be us someday. Probably soon. It is the enemy's turn. Cloaker one lets out a moan as a bonus action. And I... Need Zinhorn and Sir Lucian to please make wisdom saves. Okay, these are gonna blow up on me at some point. Probably. Uh, that is a. Maybe on this one, 18? 18. You are frightened of the cloaker. Did we get to roll anything to try and break out of the fear? Well, you're out. You've broken out of your fear now. Ah, okay. It was just until its next turn. But now Zinhorn's ah, okay. affected. And then the cloaker crawls five feet forwards and decides to attack Zinhorn. First, it bites with whatever is under its hood. That is yeah. an 18, so it does not hit. It then floats up in the air and whips at Zinhorn with one of its arms. That is a 22 to hit. I meet it, so I beat it with my shield. Yep. It deals six points of slashing damage to you. It whips I nays. Yep. (laughs) It is Stone Golem 1's turn. It takes a single step forward. Oh, Cloaker needs to make its deck save, because it's still in the... Yeah. That is a five. That is a definite fail. Let's see if we can't shift this thing down a little bit more. Let me look at the side. Boo. Uh, okay, that's another ten points of necrotic damage. Yep. It is Stone Golem 1's turn. It just raises its fist and pounds at Zinhorn. That is a nat Eat. 20. Oh, God. Zinhorn mm. takes 38 points of bludgeoning damage. As one would expect from a giant fuck-off-sized fist. And then the second is a 13. So Zinhorn's shield swoops in front and is rocked when the massive fist hits it. Stone Golem 1 then makes its deck save of nat 20. Ah, uh, of course. Stone Golem so- 2 takes a step takes three steps forwards. It's now out of the... No, actually, it's still in... Still just on the edge of no. the difficult terrain. No, wouldn't it be out if... I know, it's like, out, it, yep. Yeah. And it casts slow on Sir Lucian. He's going to make a wisdom save. Which he's he got a four on. Wisdom. Never mind. The Sir Lucian just goes... And then it's going to slam its fist at Sir Lucian. That is a nat 20. His adamantine plate is going to negate this, but he takes 23 points. 
And then the second is a 22, which he is able to block. So he takes 23 points. And goes down to, 80, to, to 187. <laughs> it is now the companion's turn. Dragon Bait rushes towards Stone Golem 2. Raises his Holy Avenger. He can only attack once because he is slowed. That is a 23 to hit. He hits it and deals 14 points of damage to it. It is Messica's turn. She's going to run as far as she can. Cannot get any further. It is Artis's turn and he casts Haste on Bobbit. Oh, how lovely. It is now Zinhorn's turn. Okay. Zinhorn, well, you must first use your movement to get as far away from Cloaker 1 as possible. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Stone Golem 1 and Cloaker 1 both get attacks of opportunity. 1... So the stone golem rolls a 13 and you duck as you run away. And then the cloaker goes in for a bite attack and that is a 21. That's not hit with a shield. Yep. So your shield intercepts it as you run away. Now you may take your turn. Okay, well... Since I'm now too far to do that... Um, I can't do that because I need to keep that for later. Um, you know what? Let's make things even harder for them. And let's just do a giant Maelstrom right in the middle that doesn't hit Lucian or Dragon Bait. Yeah, uh, lovely. So the Cloaker and the Stone Golems are going to make their check. So the Cloaker gets a 12, and the Stone Golems get a 23 and a 22. Yeah, I thought that might have been the case with them, but at least it's... Uh, 66. Oh, my. Oh, let me guess, you either rolled, with that kind of cry, you either rolled, like, all nat sixes or all nat ones. <laughs> I rolled two twos and four ones. Oh, That's disgusting. Two, four, six, eight points of damage with 66. Wow. That's disgusting. Okay, so the cloak the- goes down to 39. Woo-woo. And the cloak is pulled more to the middle. Yep, the cloaker is pulled into the middle of the maelstrom. It is Sir Lucian's oh. turn. He only has one attack, so he's going to make this attack. Mm-hmm. That is a 29. He deals 11 points of damage, and he is going to add a precision attack, precision attack to get as much damage as he can. That is max damage, so he deals 21 points of damage to the stone golem. Wish I could do that. 
<laughs> it is now Bulb's turn. Uh, do I have any check to try and not be scared of these guys? No, you're not scared anymore. Yeah, it was 20, just no, until yeah, its okay. next turn. 20, 25, 30, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. God damn it. Um, I want to keep this guy stuck to the ground. But anything else I cast is going to be fucking concentration because that's always what it is. Um, fuck it, firestorm. Yeah, hitting all yeah, three. Yeah, just right yep. up here. Yep, a big line. Um, okay, so they're going to make their rolls. So the two golems both fail with a 16 and a 2. The clover yep. gets a nat 20. Yeah. Okay, so that's 70. As your flames begin to rain down from the grey sky above. That's all my D10s. 8, 16, 21, 24, 25, 30 damage. 30 damage. Except to the cloaker, which takes 15. So, there we go, and 30 damage. Lovely. Okay, it is Bobbit's turn. Okay, I've been bugging me this fight. The stone golems, do they look like something that would fit in with like Mesro or just something I haven't seen before? Make a history check, I've... please, as a free action. I've got to go. Alright. That's okay. Uh, have fun, just have Bulb keep concentration and shoot things yep. with a longbow, which has a plus seven to hit. Yep, very well. Oh, good up. See ya. See ya. Oh, do you want a sub episode tomorrow? Uh, no, not tomorrow. Alright, alright. I'll take that one. I'll all do right, next week then. Alright, you do okay, next Friday uh, then. See you, so, Remy. Well, do, I, do I roll any disadvantages or anything for no, this one? Just normal. No, it's just. Yeah, it's just regular saves. Not that it matters when I roll a two, so that's a six in history. Six God damn it. in history. They could be from Mesro, but they're not depicting to they're not depicting Tabaxi. They're depicting some sort of other humanoid. Maybe elf, maybe human. Okay. It's so unlikely, it seems to you, that they're part of Mesro. Of me calling out to them and trying to warn them to stop, it's not going to do jack shit. You can shit. try it and see what happens. Uh, what would that take to do? Is I mean, talking is a free action? Yeah, free it? action. Okay, we'll just simply call it going. You know, I am Alessandra Ray Burton, the House of Ray Burton. I demand that you cease this at once and let us pass. The stone golems continue charging. All right, then. In that case, I'm going to drop the concentration on the uh, Death's Grass, since there's no yep. point at that. And with you my... haste on you? I know. So first off, I'm going to get rid of this spells. freaking cloak. I'm going to go and first cast uh, Eldritch Blast on Cloak 1. Yep. See if I can do something about this thing. It's 25, 28, and it's a 14 hit it. Yep. All three, three. All three hit it. Fourteen just hits it. Okay. So that's 
31 points of force damage. Whoa! It floats <laughs> away, blasted by your force damage. Okay, I, I knew that was coming at some point. Every time he made that noise, it's like, <laughs> any minute now, he's going to have to throw the Hank in there somewhere. <laughs> and as far as the other two bastards go... Do... I don't think, I don't think my movement's going to get me to catch up to... Let me just check if it's doubled with haste. I think my movement's... Yeah, my movement is doubled. It is, yes. Your movement speed is doubled. Cool. In that case, I might run around in between both Dragonbait and Sir Lucian, and I will cast Flame Wave so it hits both... So that wave hits both um, Both stone golems. golems Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll for them. They're very bad at decks. That's what I'm doing. It's an 11 and a 17. Ah, uh, I mean, points for the 17, but no, sir, those both <laughs> fail. All righty then, so we get to have ourselves a nice 78. 78, and come on, big whammies, because I want... Uh, that's not bad, 32 points of fire damage. Mm, definitely good, definitely good. Too nice, and they get both get pushed twenty feet away from us. Yes, they as do. Well. I know that doesn't mean jack shit to two giant statues. Yeah, uh, we'd be in the direction that I was casting. Oh yeah, yeah. In. so this but, way. Yeah, going up and then that up way. here. Okay, it is their turn. Stone Golem Two. Now that you've pushed it towards Zinhorn, is just going to walk towards Zinhorn. Aww. Wail with its stone fists. I tried. So that is a 12 and a 28. 12 does not hit, but the 28 does. Blank check first. Ah, yes, gonna make oh, a that's strength. Right. That's right, it's in the maelstrom. That is a 24 on oh. its strength check. So it pounds its fist into Zinhorn for 23 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, uh, sorry, I completely forgot the maelstrom was there. I knocked the one, the one out of it. Meanwhile, Stone Golem 1 is going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, flanking Zinhorn with Stone Golem 2. Oh, God, I made this worse by so many... Oh, good Lord. So that is a 22 on its first. Zinhorn blocks it. And a 27 on its second. Slams its fist into Zinhorn for 24 points of bludgeoning damage. I am so sorry. It is Messica's turn. She rushes up to Stone Golem 1, and she's going to make her fainting attack, getting advantage. Which was good, because she was only able to hit it with advantage. She hits it for 6 points of damage from her first attack, and then she rolls again. That is a 27, and she deals 9 points of damage, so 15 points of damage altogether. Dragon bait runs forward, still slowed. 5, 10, 15. He can't get any further. Oh. Artis runs a bit closer. And he is going to cast... Uh, raises his staff 
and casts Otty Luke's Freezing Sphere. Bless you. He casts it right here. Unfortunately, encapsulating Messica and Zinhorn. A sphere of ice appears in between two of the stone golems. And I need Zinhorn to make a con save, please. Oh, fun. That's cut. Uh, that is a 14. 14, unfortunately, that is a fail. Messica passes hers with a non-natural 20. The two golems do not pass theirs. And so the sphere of ice shakes and then explodes, dealing 32 points of cold damage to both of the golems and to Zinhorn. Yeah, we need to talk to Isis about his uh, friendly fire once this is over. <laughs> you, you ought to know what's even more that we need to talk about that is the mm. fact that Zinhorn is now unconscious. Oh, oh make God. a death save, Zinhorn. Between oh. two golems. Yeah. Oh, no. They've already had their turn, right? They've already had that their is, turn. Oh, my God. Ten. Ten. That's just a pass. Just a pass. It is Bulb's turn. And Bulb is going to call lightning as the black storm clouds coalesce overhead. Thunder claps and strikes um, Stone Golem 1. It's going to make its deck save. That is a 2. I thought that was perfect for some stupid reason. Actually, no, it's going to strike Stone Golem 2, which got a 2. And that is... Let me see how much damage. Call Lightning 3d10. 29 points of damage. The lightning strikes stone golem to a crack runs down its face and then it crumbles into debris. It is now yeah. Sir Lucian's turn. He runs up near dragon bait, grabs his hand axe and hurls it at the stone golem. Imagine that in slow motion just... Hits it with a 27. And deals 11 points of damage to it. It is now... Uh, Zinhorn's turn. Please make your death save, Zinhorn. Yeah. And that is an 18. 18, one pass. Okay, Bobbit, your turn. So it's two passes yeah. now? Yeah, two Yay. passes. Wonderful. Well, Bobbit is going to, with all manner of haste, absolutely sprint it directly up to Zinhorn. Yep. And he is going to spare the dying on him so he could stop rolling death saves. I don't care how successful you are at them, we're stopping this now. Yep. Uh, God, it's been so long since the cast. Where the hell is it? Spare the dying, spare the dying. There it is. Yep. You are back to being stable. And then with my other action, uh, can I Misty Step with someone? Yeah, I'll, I'll rule it. You can grab someone with Misty Step. Cool. I'm just going to grab him and just go, yeah, no, we're not doing this anymore, and just teleports out with <laughs> back behind everyone else with, with Zinhorn in tow. Yep, pulling him in tow. It is the companion's <sighs> turn. 
Messica leaps up, runs up the golem's arm, and slashes her kopesh at its face twice, dealing... 8 plus 13 damage, lovely. So dealing 21 points of damage to it. Bring it down to 18 HP. Dragon Bait rushes forward, swings his Holy Avenger at it. Can only do it once. Unfortunately, he nap ones and his sword just bounces off the golem stone. Naked cannon. Artus raises his staff and shoots a fire bolt at it. That is also a nat one. Unfortunately, he is unable to hit it. It is Zinhorn's turn. Mm. He's stable, but he's still he's on still zero on one HP. HP. It is Bulb's turn. Bulb is going to use the Call Lightning to strike Stone Golem 1. It's going to make a deck save. That is a 14. That is a oh, failure. Just nuke his ass. 11 points of damage. The Lightning oh, hits it, leaving a huge sake. crack in its chest. But it is still up. With 7 HP. So Lucian runs towards it. Raises his sword for the one attack that he has. You watch, this will be it. Even when slowed, he's somehow going to get the tip. He rolls a 15 to hit it. And his sword just bounces off the stone. Unable to deal any damage. It is Bobbit's turn. Okay, well, cool. I'm going to use both my actions just to friggin' spam Eldritch Blast until this thing dies. Yeah. Let's Just see. If... Go ahead, six roll six. Suckers. Okay, so I know a 15 won't hit, but a 17, uh, 27 definitely that will. That one definitely does. Uh, we then have a 26 and hit. 11, because that was a nat one. So we've got two hits so far. Yay. And then we have a 12 and a 24. So that's, th- wow, out of the six, I fired three hits. So it's just like we're using a regular one. Three hits. So go ahead, roll your damage. It's got seven okay, HP good. left. Yeah, well, the first one I rolled was a 6 plus 5, but I'm just going to oh, keep yep. rolling to see how badly I destroy this thing. So that's 11, 21, and then that's going to be 35 points of force damage. But it's just like, nope, done with this. Over the, now. Your beams hit it, making the crack larger and larger until, boom, you shatter it into a 100 pieces. Uh, Everything goes quiet. Combat is over and you step through the archway into the city just casually just carrying zip one over my shoulder looking at artists going appreciate the hustle he just hitting the team he shrugs and he says i, I apologize I'm not sure what came over me mm-hmm. beyond Rings the doing keep in check mm-hmm. beyond the gates an assortment of stone huts and buildings in myriad shapes seem randomly scattered about, separated by narrow walkways and alleys. I have to switch back to the actual map. <laughs> Good yeah. thing we're about to end, because my brain yeah. is getting scattered brains now. Fair um, enough. Some of the structures are marked by plain cloth banners painted with symbols and glyphs. Putrid smell lingers even within the chilled air. Various crowds of people make their way to and from the buildings. 
though they appear to hail from many different races, all of them are sickly, with greying skin and dressed in mostly plain black and grey cloth, robes and leathers. They do not speak to you, they do not look in your direction, they do not even look or speak to each other for that matter. Though occasionally they stop and give a somewhat apathetic nod in greeting should someone walk in their path before they keep moving around them. What do you do? Mm. So they're not talking to anyone, they're not... Just going about their business, occasionally they stop to nod at each other, but they do not even seem to have noticed that you have entered and the sounds of battle outside have not disturbed them at all. More people resign themselves to their fate, lovely. Bobbit, Mm -hmm. after spending a few seconds in this area watching the strange people go about their business you feel something touching your right elbow Mm -hmm. you turn and there seemingly having emerged from nowhere you see a small child with grey skin sunken eyes and tattered black clothing he says nothing to you but holds out his right hand. Within it is a crumpled piece of parchment. I will nod at him and take the parchment to read. Take the parchment from the boy's hand, and as you do, he looks up at you, no expression on his face, and then looks away, turns, and silently runs back into the crowd Mm. of strangers. Oh. Un- uh, yep, yes, Bobbit. Let's just say how. Oh, all right. All right, then. You <sighs> unfurl the parchment. It simply has a strange sigil written on it, a crescent moon with a line through the centre. There is nothing in the way of writing or any kind of greeting. I know the symbol, or can I do symbol anything does, Symbol is unknown to you. Can you show it to the others? I mean, to the ones who aren't, who are currently conscious. Can somebody please help Zinhorn? Him being unconscious yeah. is not helping us. You stand there, about to lower Zinhorn, and then Bulb points into the crowd. Still holding Zinhorn over your shoulder, you look in the direction that Bulb pointed. And there you see it. A painted sil- a painted sigil on the black cloth banner of a building. Right at the very edge of the settlement, at the mouth of a stone passage leading further into the maze. A crescent moon with a line running through it. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't be the weirdest advice I've taken from Odd Child before. In the back of her mind, just hear her, Hey! Mm-hmm. Well, let's go see if this person can help us. 
still straining under the weight of Zinhorn, you begin to move forwards, taking a step into the crowd of people towards the building with the sigil. Then behind you, you hear a cry of pain. Ah! You look over your shoulder. You see Artis dropping to his knees in obvious torment. A blue-white frosty air emanates from his body. The ring of winter dissolves away Artis's glove and surrounds his arm in a shell of ice. Uh, okay, put down Zinhorn for a minute and we'll go over to Artis and go, okay, no time to be dramatic on this one. What do I do to help this? Artis just winces. Oh, I don't know. It's doing something on its own. We have to, we have to get to safety before... Messica looks from left to right and she points. Some of the people in the crowd have stopped. They are beginning to turn facing you. Artis's screams are drawing their attention. Hurry, Messica says, before they start to notice. She rushes up to, she rushes up to, rushes up to Artis places her arm around him, hoisting him to his feet while Dragonbait rushes forwards, grabs Zinhorn and slings him over his shoulder. Bobbit, what do you do? I mean, are we still heading towards this tent with the, the crescent moon? Like, I'm going to be ushering everyone else forward, but if that ring goes to do anything, I am lining up a counter spell yep. just, to, just in case. So you're not going to touch... You're not going to touch Artis? You're just going to leave Messica to lift him along? Uh, I mean, I'll help her move him, obviously. Yep. So you rush over to Artis, wrapping your arm around his other side. I need you to make a con save, please. Uh, and this is where I freeze to death now, because I, I was hoping I'd be smart enough to do this without touching the damn arm. No. Well, you're not touching his arm. It's just as soon as you... Place oh, any part general. of you on his body in okay. general. Okay. enough, I rolled a 17 and an 18, so it's a 21 con save. Yep. You take no damage, but as you wrap your arm around him, hoisting him up between you and Messica, you realize that his body is freezing cold. Even his torso, his legs, and his neck, his right arm bound in a glacier. Across his body, Messica winces in pain, and then the two of you carry him behind Dragon Bait, moving through the crowd as they scatter to let you through. As some of them turn and silently watch, you make your way towards the building at the very end of the settlement. As soon as you reach the front, of the building. Artis screams in pain. Ah! And the glacier begins to spread up past his shoulder and across his chest. You feel the cold surging through your body, Bobbit. And then you reach the building. The wooden door bursts open. Standing in the threshold is a thin tall elven woman with red hair wearing figure hugging 
leather armour, grasping a dagger in her right hand. As she sees you approach, as she sees Artis suspended between Messica and Bobbit, as she sees Zinhorn slung over Dragonbait's shoulder, she frowns. She lowers her dagger to her belt, slides it into its sheath, and then she steps aside, gesturing towards the inside of the building, saying, Hurry! Hurry! You are among friends! Get inside! Okay, definitely drag him inside the house. You, you and Messica drag Artis, who still screams, the glacier still spreading across his body, across the threshold, as we- Dragon Bait carries Zinhorn inside. Once you are across the threshold, the woman reaches out, knocks the door with her elbow, slamming it shut behind you. And you are all in darkness, save for the flickering flame of a single candle on a wooden table. Three other people, each of them clad in the gear of adventurers, look and watch as you step over the threshold and scramble into the building. One of them, a blonde-haired gnome, breathes a sigh of relief as Dragonbait lowers Zinhorn carefully to the floor. Oh, you made it, he says. We've been waiting for you. And that concludes this week's session. Ah, that's mean. You get a long rest... Well, that's nice. In addition, you level up to 15th level. Oh, Ooh, shit. That, that, that's real nice. I get a 7th level spell, I think. Oh, I have to... Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Thought I'd, thought I'd throw it up to a nice even 50 to round out the campaign. Yeah. And so you have made your way into... Shade Walk, the City of Shadow, the Dark Mirror of Mesro, after an arduous journey across the Shadowfell, but you made it. You were in the Shade Walk, you have reached your final destination, and it is here next week that the final battle will play out in part two of Maze of Shadows. We'll go up against Shavalak. And the fate of Cholt, no, the fate of the entire material plane will be decided. Please <clears throat> join us next week to see how it ends. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this tense, arduous journey across the Shadow Fell. And hope you enjoyed the taste of things to come in this dark prelude to the finale of our campaign that has lasted more than a year we'll be finally I, oh, saying goodbye you, I, yep, yep go ahead i was i was gonna say i love the fact that we had someone die and get resurrected several people succumb to the madness of despair and you're like that was just an appetizer it was, yes so next week no matter what happens We'll be saying goodbye to these characters 
Weather will be saying goodbye as they head off into the sunset as triumphant heroes, or whether we will be saying goodbye as Shavalak, the corrupted shadow mirror of Ubtow, crushes them under his heel, dooming the material plane. Yeah. Remains to be seen. Oh, God, I get one more week with Bobbit. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>